Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Since we only have one license, we reopened bars and restaurants, but it was for outdoor dining. It was not for outdoor drinking. Bars that are now serving outdoor drinking, that was never legal. And this question of well, food with the alcohol by our current law, existing law, let's call it that. Any bar had to have food available. To be a bar, you had to have food available. Soups, sandwiches, etc. More than just hors d'oeuvres, chicken wings, you had to have some substantive food. The lowest level of substantive food were sandwiches. <laughs> Even to be a bar, you had to have food available. We opened outdoor dining. Dining is you go with your friends, you sit at a table, you stay at the table, and you only connect with those people at the table, and the other table is socially distanced. Look, you can't be serious, man. You are fake news. You cannot be serious! Very effective. You want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo. Okay, folks. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag and Breeze, wherever he is. Get your clothes, man. Get your ass out of here. All right, go, go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. I lost your video. Oh, well, let me fix that for you. Sorry, oh, we have no, didn't we, mean to cramp your intro this, style. I've had this same, this same webcam that goes to you for like probably eight years it's probably it's not the same one that goes to the stream the one that goes to you is very poor quality so it's probably past its time and due for an upgrade but i will waste no more time on that because there's so much news tonight i don't even know how we're going to get to all of it uh the story out of austin is wild somehow correct me if i'm wrong you've been looking at the story but as far as i understand an ak wielding leftist black lives matter supporter guy with a limbless wheelchair bound girlfriend was open carrying this AK, calling, uh, having an interview with somebody, calling everyone else pussies who won't do anything to stop him. And then he ends up shot dead in what appears to be or sounds like him opening fire and someone else returning fire. You will never read that reported anywhere, but I listened to the audio like 10 times and he definitely shot first. Like there's no way. It sounds like if it's not him, it's someone else with what sounds like rifle fire shooting first. That seems undeniable. Yeah. But we're still awaiting facts, a lot of facts in this case. So, and she was black and limbless. Yes. We'll get into the limblessness. She had some sort of, well, she, she still does. He's the one who's dead, not her. 
Right. right. We'll, we'll get to all of it. Plus, story's got everything. The Portland mayor takes the uh, traditional walk of shame before the mob. It was his turn this week. We'll get to that. Uh, pro sports start coming back, but you can put away your hopes for a non-political entertainment option. Uh, America's pastime is now the anti-American pastime, as far as I can tell from the first few games of baseball. Uh, we have ever more Corona insanity updates, including Andrew Cuomo dictating what food counts as food in the state of New York for the purposes of outdoor dining. A woman in California wants to paint MAGA 2020 on the streets since painting Black Lives Matter on the streets is fine, but her city says, sorry, no more paintings at all. We're cutting it off there. And uh, a hoax hate case in the form of a letter to the editor at the paper in the small Montana town where I went to high school. Apparently Nazis run the streets there now in that small little <laughs> town. It's oh, gotten wild it. since I left. Uh, so we'll go through all that. It's going to be a long show for sure. So we'll try to keep it moving. But of course, we will take Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive in between topics. And to close the show as well, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over there on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week, our feature business is our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technologies. Rumor has it that the feds are soon to send out more Corona bucks. Rumor, rumor also has it that deranged leftist mobs are rioting and destroying major American cities. So what does that mean? Well, it means uh, you've got to defend yourself, number one. And with your extra Corona bucks, you should defend yourself in style. That's where our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies come in. They specialize in Glock polymer laser stippling. To give your go-to piece a unique aesthetic and feel, Sonoran customized a Glock 19 personally for me. And I can tell you it looks as great as it feels in your hand. So whether you're looking to spruce up an old Glock that's been sitting in your safe for a while or add to your collection with something fresh, Sonoran can help you out. And it's not just Glocks either. Sonoran does custom engraved AR and AK pattern magazines as well. They offer tons of awesome, uh, awesome graphic options. And they'll even do something totally custom for you. Your own logo, your own graphic, your own whatever you want. Just get in contact and Sonoran can make it happen for you. You can see all their fantastic work over on Instagram as well. That's at Sonoran Defense. And uh, Sonoran offers listeners of this show 10% off all their services and products using promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z. Visit SonoranDefense.com and use promo code G's for 10% off. You can find everything you need from Sonoran Defense Technologies plus the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses over at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners by listeners we're gonna move right into the stories tonight in any other week we probably would have spent a lot more time talking about whatever happened to this federal judge i know but we'll move through it quickly tonight because there's so much stuff going on but what happened here i didn't follow this story closely in any other time i i would be totally convinced that this was a cover-up i don't know if this is a cover-up, this is the most complete and excellent cover-up I have ever seen executed. No pun intended. Um, so Roy Den Hollander was named by multiple police sources just Monday as the gunman who shot dead this 20-year-old Daniel Anderl. 
and injured 63-year-old Mark Anderl, which is his father. After arriving at the home, they share with Judge Esther Salas, I don't know, in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Mm. I'm sure everybody's heard about this. He was dressed as a FedEx employee. He opened fire on Daniel when he opened the door. And the judge was in the basement at the time. She was unharmed. Her husband was the other one that was shot. He's okay, I think. And then she ran upstairs when the shooting began. So the guy that Hollander, the guy that, that shot uh, Daniel, his body was found in his car on Monday near a campsite. Um, they, they're assuming it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the head. That's what it looked like. Um, so the ju- as soon as I heard this, because uh, this judge had recently been assigned to a civil financial fraud case tied to Epstein. Hmm. Um, It was brought by Deutsche Bank investors who claimed the bank made false and misleading statements about its anti-money laundering policies, and they failed to monitor high-risk customers, including Jeff Epstein. Um, Earlier this month, the bank agreed to pay a $150 million fine for continuing to work with him after he was convicted um, of soliciting underage prostitutes in 2008. So when I heard this initially, I was like, well, this definitely has something to do with threatening the judge um, based on the Epstein case, right? Like has to, totally has to. And then it comes out this week that this guy is this, he's this big MRA guy. Now that is confirmed uh, because he's been writing about it publicly for many years, it would pre- predate the Epstein case. So people are saying that his motives remain unclear. In January, he revealed in a press release that he had a lawsuit going on against a New York hospital over the treatment of his metastasized cancer. Um, he, in the press release, um, he it was called "How Not to Treat a Dying Man." And he wrote that he would fight them to my last dollar, my last breath. And if there's anything after my death for eternity, they've shown no respect for a dying man. But also, uh, at the time of his death, he was involved in an ongoing case that this judge was presiding over in which he argued that the military's male-only requirement when drafting soldiers is sexist because it unfairly sends men to war Hmm. and not women. So his client wanted to serve in the military as a teenage girl. Um, though she is free to enlist if qualified, she sued claiming the draft rule was sexist. It's my understanding that the judge didn't rule against them. So I don't know what the problem was here. But this guy had a prior and personal involvement with this judge. So he has a connection yes. on the surface. He has a connection outside of Epstein and the bank and, and all of this other stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so she was presiding over this case, and in 2018, she ruled that it would be allowed to move on, potentially to the Supreme Court. And then he was inexplicably replaced as the plaintiff's attorney in June. Um, there have been few developments in recent years, but in June, the judge canceled oral arguments without setting a new date for them without explanation. So maybe that is the source of the gripe. Hmm. Okay. Very um, weird story. Oh, I'm hearing from my friend Dave. Shout out Whitney Webb's website, unlimitedhangout.com. She did a deep dive on this guy. Okay. And I've heard about Whitney Webb from several people. Uh, I'm not super familiar with her, but apparently she's done a lot of work on this. Um, So Hollander had posted thousands of pages of writing on websites registered to his name and address. Among the writing was pages devoted to ranting about the judge. Now, initially, I've got to kind of stick to my initial opinion about this, which is that this is just highly coincidental. But... This is a very complete cover up um, 
But as we've talked about before, like uh, we were talking about this with the George Floyd case, it's like, how, how do you get somebody um, to do something like this that is just totally ruinous or they end up dead? And we, we mentioned this. If somebody was terminally ill and you promised money to their family, like exorbitant amounts of money to their family, you could coax somebody that was terminally hmm. ill into suicide. Right. Uh, well, yeah. And <laughs> do you want to go down that? I mean, it's the, it's the breaking mad type of scenario. What would you be willing to do to ensure that your family is taken care of when you're terminally ill? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he did get the runaround from this Russian mail order bride. Was which, he terminal? Uh, is that known? Or did he just have cancer? Was he actually terminal? Uh, it's my understanding he was terminal because he wrote this. He had a terrible metastasized cancer. And then he in, in that lawsuit. Um, he wrote a press release hmm. entitled "How Not to Treat a Dying Man." Well, all I know is, as the uh, as uh, friends jokingly jokingly warned me this week, if a, if you get an unexpected FedEx delivery after posting a whole bunch of Hillary memes, uh, run away from the door when he rings the doorbell. Yeah, really. get away quickly. But I also hmm. think that the MRA angle is um, highly suspicious. Highly suspicious. Well. <sighs> How so? I mean, if he's if he's been doing this for years prior, then that seems like a plausible that that seems like a plausible reason to me beyond any sort of conspiracy stuff. Yeah, I know, but perhaps he was selected for that reason. Ah, I um, I don't know. Am I am I being conspiratorial? I feel like in this timeline, like to accept this at face value would be the dumber thing. But maybe this is just what it seems. Uh. Maybe. Could be. I have to check out the deep dives. I, I mean, all the chaotic news this week. I just haven't looked at it super closely. So it's a weird story. Yeah. You'll just go into the abyss reading about it. It's it's crazy. We have a couple updates, too, before we get into uh, big stories of the week. But uh, of course, earlier in the week, the uh, insane St. Louis Circuit attorney Kim Gardner filed felony charges against the McCloskeys, the pink polo guy and his wife for unlawful use of a weapon. Uh, also, misdemeanor charges of fourth degree assault. So we'll see how this plays out in court. It likely doesn't matter at all, because even if they were to be, well, first of all, Missouri's castle doctrine will likely protect them. But even if it doesn't, if they were convicted, Missouri's governor is already out saying, I'm going to pardon them without a doubt. Nothing much legally is going to happen to them, but for a unfair, unnecessary, prolonged legal battle, potentially. None of that is particularly interesting. What is interesting <laughs> is what is going on with the gun, Patricia, Patricia McCloskey's gun, the, the pistol, the famous pistol on, in, on which she had terrible trigger discipline and everyone was making fun of her. Well, uh, apparently that pistol, th that pistol was not assembled in an operable fashion when the police seized it. So the McCloskey's say the pistol was actually a prop that had been previously used in court. It was part of a lawsuit. Remember, their lawyers It was part of a lawsuit they had filed against a gun manufacturer. In order to bring the gun into the courtroom, they had to make it inoperable. The firing pin apparently in the gun was intentionally misplaced. So a member of Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's staff ordered the crime lab to disassemble and reassemble the gun prior to the charges being filed. Now, cynically, that looks like the manipulation of evidence for the purpose of filing charges. I've heard other people say that it could have been them assessing the functionality of the gun to make sure that it was indeed that it, that it could be rendered operable very easily and actually kill people. We'll see how this one uh, plays out. But uh, in the charging documents, Kim Gardner wrote the gun was readily capable of lethal use. So it was not 
immediately capable of lethal use, but through some manipulation certainly could have been. This brings up an interesting legal question, though, and I I invite the legal scholars of our audience to opine because I have no idea. Is there generally a legal distinction between pointing an operable gun versus a non-operable one? Let's say in a hypothetical, if I remove the bolt carrier from an AR, it still looks like an AR in its external appearance, but you can't actually shoot a round out of it. If I were to point that AR at somebody, I would assume that the same charges would still apply because that's the same intimidation effort that would be interpreted the same by the person who's having the gun pointed at them. Well, what about Uh, just an unloaded gun? Yeah, that'd be another uh, hypothetical. If there are no rounds in it whatsoever and you have no rounds on your person or nowhere near you. Sure, it's the same. I would think so. I, I would think so, but I don't know. That's why I'm curious why this distinction apparently matters so much. I mean, it, it was a real gun. Yeah. It had the parts. The parts were assembled uh, incorrectly or intentionally manipulated, such to render it inoperable. Yeah, but I'm seeing some conflicting stuff in the live. Chat. I, I would if like Laurel to know. Knows that'd be great. Yeah, if the, if if there are some people with the knowledge on this one, I'd like to know. It's an interesting question. I'd like to have the answer to. And lastly, uh, Nick Sandman, of course, famed uh, fresh off his 18th birthday, by the way. Happy birthday to Nick Sandman. Uh, famed Covington Catholic MAGA hat wearing assault smirker. Nick Sandman, you'll recall, he has settled his uh, $250 million lawsuit against the Washington Post. Now, that doesn't mean that he collected $250 million. The terms of the settlement are not public, but it's safe to say that uh, Nick Sandman is getting some sort of compensation for the smear job that was done against him by the Washington Post in this case. Recall that this case initially was dismissed last July, but Sandman's lawyers refiled with a narrower scope. Sandman also has a similar or uh, also settled a similar lawsuit with CNN in January, of course. So that's two of Sandman's six lawsuits settled. There are still suits against ABC, NBC, The New York Times and Rolling Stone. And I think there's another one, Gannett Media or something like that. So he still has a lot oh, of he's going to be lawsuits. so rich, <laughs> even if he's only taking away five million after lawyer fees from each one of these cases. That's that's 30 million. In, invest it wisely and you could live off your defamation money for life. Uh, for real Maybe and his grandkids. Yeah. I just hope that he turns out well and he doesn't spend more than like 10% of, of this on blow when he's in his 20s or something. <laughs> he seems like a wise young man. He's had a, uh, you know, he's had a religious upbringing. Seems like a person of upstanding values. That's true, but you're $30 million on a kid whose reputation has been totally destroyed. I mean, that could go really, really it wrong. It could. We'll see. Lotto money destroys people's lives. I see on his uh, bio here on Twitter, he says TU24. I'm not sure what university he plans to attend, but that implies to me that he's going to some sort of of college this fall. So good for him. He's not staying at home or he's not buying Epstein's Island on the cheap and, you know. Yeah, or taking a, a year off to talk about gun rights. Stupid. Is, yeah, what, did David what is his Hogg, name? Oh my God, David, David Hogg. Hogg. Did he end up at Harvard or what happened? Corona banned him? I don't know. Is that year up? I, I don't know. Did he go to school last year or not? Or wasn't it? Because he took 18, 19 off, right? He was a senior at the time of the Parkland shooting. And that was when February was 2018. So he would have oh, been a, yeah. he took a year off fall 18, spring 19 and should yeah. have been in school fall 19, spring 20. So. I suppose he has a Harvard year under his belt. I don't know. Anyway, mm. uh, let's talk about all the decaying, rotting Democrat run cities before we get into Austin. 
Uh, so uh, that, of course, starts with Seattle and uh, Portland, who continue their war for the deepest depths of the Pacific Northwest hellscape. And uh, they've both upped their games over the weekend. In Seattle, violent extremists injured nearly two dozen officers in yet another attack on the East Precinct, the same uh, department building where the original Chaz takeover happened, of course. Seattle PD say their fence line at the East Precinct was breached and an exploding projectile was shot at the building, leaving an eight-inch hole in the side of the building. You see some pictures here. Now, due to that attack, Seattle PD declared a riot and ordered dispersal of the area. The crowd threw bottles and balloons filled with unknown liquid and shot mortar, fireworks, and explosives at the cops. There were reportedly 45 arrests and 21 police injuries. One cop went to the hospital for a knee injury. And that means it's your move, Portland. And uh, the state of Oregon, first of all, the state of Oregon's attempt down in Portland to sue the feds away from enforcing the law in the city has failed, or at least one of the lawsuits has failed. A federal judge ruled that federal agents have a right to protect federal property, enforce federal law, and do not have to identify themselves when making an arrest. Recall that was the controversy we were talking about last week, the kidnappings on the streets of Portland. However, there is yet another pending lawsuit that has now imposed a temporary restraining order that bars federal officials from arresting or using physical force against journalists unless there's probable cause that those journalists committed a crime. But of course, there's plenty of probable cause to go around in Portland, so it's unlikely that simply holding a camera will yeah, shield... Yeah, who's a journalist? The, the lines are very blurry, but if you commit a crime in plain sight, you can't hold up a camera or a microphone or a notepad and expect not to face justice. So I'm not exactly sure what prompted that lawsuit. Was there some journalist who was improperly or falsely arrested? Presumably. I don't but know. In, don't in know. chaos like that, it's kind of going to happen. <laughs> if you're not detained for an unreasonable amount of time or you don't have false charges filed against you, yeah, I mean, it's not great, but you're also operating within a quasi-war zone at this point. Shit, shit will happen. And uh, speaking of those attacks, there were plenty more over the weekend. Uh, on Saturday, violent extremists carried out, uh, well, they, they carried on their 50 plus day streak of attacking the federal courthouse. I think they're closer to 60 now. Two months straight of violent riots at night. According to Portland PD, there were thousands of rioters gathered uh, at this courthouse. They shook the fence around the building. They threw rocks. They threw bottles. They threw assorted debris. They shined. This is the new thing they're doing. Lasers. Or I don't know if it's new, but this is what's having a significant effect. We'll get to that in a moment. Shining lasers at the cops' eyes through the fence. They shot explosive fireworks. Rioters were wearing gas masks, carrying shields, hockey sticks, leaf blowers, other weapons. Portland police also declared a riot on Saturday. And they're just, you can scroll through this story. There are just too many clips of violence and destruction to even share with you. And you've seen the general theme of them by now. But uh, at least. Uh, at least in one of these attempted fires that were set, you get the joy of seeing the rioters lighting one of their own on fire. Check this out. (laughs) It's always a satisfying scene. You love those. Uh, and, oh, if, yeah. and if that's not bad enough, this is the stuff. Light yourselves on fire. I don't care. Please don't 
light public property on fire. That's not good. But these sorts of scenes bother me the most. You got people parading their children around downtown Portland with fuck the police signs, training them to repeat that slogan. Say it again. Thank you. All right. What is it? All right. Say it. Bright futures for those young girls ahead, for sure. Was that a fat white single mom with a variety pack child kit right there? <laughs> she she got the Costco pack. Yeah, it would yeah. seem so. There's one of each in there. Oh my for god! For real, it, I think there was a white kid, a Mexican kid, and a and a probably. black. How's that even possible? A real, a real rainbow. A real rainbow, but I, yeah, I hate to see scenes like that, man. It's it's heartbreaking. Those kids, uh, those kids are screwed from the start. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, speaking of the lasers, though, uh, apparently what's going on with these lasers? They're they're targeting cops cops' eyes with these lasers and shining them in their eyes. Uh, according to the the White House, there are now three agents who have likely suffered permanent blindness because of these laser attacks. And the th- seriously, that's what the reporting says. But I, I don't I don't have any confirmation of that. That's what the White House is claiming. What is true is that the feds have purchased uh, a whole bunch of protective eyewear to try to counter these laser attacks. And so all of that is the context for Ted Wheeler to engage in the tradition of being a progressive mayor who has to do the walk of shame before the mob and atone for all your sins, which is basically enabling the mob to do whatever they want, commit crimes with impunity. Last we saw this sort of behavior. Uh, that was the stream that you were out, but I'm sure you saw the clips of Jacob Fry in Minneapolis doing the walk of shame before the mob. Did you catch that one? Oh man, yeah. it was so good. It was, um, it was while you were giving birth. So, you know, more <gasps> important things to tend to. But uh, to recap, so he went out to the protests in Minneapolis and the mob brought brought him before them and asked him if he supported defunding the police. And he meekly said below his mask or beneath his mask, I do not support the full defunding of the police. Oh, and the mob, the mob gets angry and aggressive and starts chanting shame, 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 Game of Thrones style. And he has to march <laughs> off meekly. It was it was one of the best scenes of the year so far. Now Ted Wheeler in Portland is doing his version of that. He joined the Portland riots on Wednesday night. He was a co- he was accosted by the mob. Of course, he was called a fascist and they were yelling at him again for not committing to fully defund the Portland police. And then at the end, he was at the fence at the federal courthouse and he was tear gassed by the feds for not dispersing the area. Here's Portland mayor, Ted Wheeler. I think they're saying fuck Ted Wiener, but I, yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's a good one. So they're demanding, they're demanding his resignation and they're going to put the demand for his resignation up on the wall behind him. And there's one other clip I included in here that I thought you'd appreciate because he's trying to speak over the mob, but they're so loud. You can't even hear him. Thank God he has his sign language interpreter behind him at the mob site doing the sign language uh, signing for him. 
He's saying, no, I don't support defunding the police in full. Is the sign language person just going like this? You'll see. <laughs> One of them, she does this kind of thing. It looks quasi pornographic. But you be the judge. <laughs> There's the demands. Defund or retire Ted Wheeler. <laughs> Okay, so while he's doing this speech, or around the same time, they're they're shooting the fireworks at the courthouse still, as you can see. And there's the there's the tear gas. to the party. It stings. It's hard to breathe. I can tell you uh, with a hundred percent honesty, I saw nothing. This provoked this response. I saw seriously. No, I saw nothing. Nothing at all. Oh my god! I don't know what you saw. Maybe you uh, didn't see the lasers in um, in people's faces. But again, friendly reminder: we're now in roughly day sixty of consecutive rioting, uh, and and that's to say nothing of the prior years of this bullshit. I remember such events as um, the mob building a biohazard encampment outside the DHS office in downtown Portland and the mayor cheering them on. That mob was so aggressive. They ran a charity food cart out of business across the street. I remember that (laughs) whole story. I remember when Antifa mobs were directing traffic downtown Portland and assaulting old people who dared go about their day in defiance of the mob. Bottom line, the the feds could withdraw. The feds could abandon that courthouse and Donald Trump could resign tomorrow and Portland would continue its rot. It would continue its decline into this hellhole that it's becoming. But yeah, please tell me that it's the feds who are the problem. It's Donald Trump exactly. who's the problem. And that is what uh, Ted Wheeler is doing. He's still sticking with this story. He says the feds are targeting Portland for political purposes and the feds are doing the terrorizing. President of the United States uses force and he uses it selectively based on the political affiliation of the people who are the elected leaders in those cities. That is a direct threat to democracy. And we need to call it out for what it is. It's dangerous. It's unwarranted. It's cynical. And it's the cheapest of all political stunts. All of us are saying to our federal government, stop terrorizing us. Stop putting us in danger. Stop destroying our community. And when we start to see this spread to other communities around the country, as we are, and we elevate this issue and Americans all over the country say we have had enough, I believe the federal government will be forced to back down. Yeah, the federal government wasn't terrorizing you for like the last five years. In fact, the federal government's only been involved there for the last week and a half or two weeks. Yet you've still been terrorizing your city yourself the whole time. I saw this these photos circulating this week. I thought it was just an interesting juxtaposition. You've got yeah. Hong Kong protesters on the left, American flags fighting for freedom, fighting for liberty, Portland protesters on the right, hammers and sickles, uh, <laughs> and just general I don't know, face masks before they were even necessary, actually. But you, you come to this particular once beautiful U.S. city to see people 
uh, begging for communism, begging for statism, begging for uh, begging for the oppression that that people elsewhere in the other other parts of the world are seeking to be free from. Full disclosure on this: a lot of people were knocking this juxtaposition because that's a photo from Portland in 2018. That's true. It's not from this week. It's in 2018. Doesn't that just reinforce the point, though? Yes, this has been happening in previous years. Did the feds yeah. make them do that? Is that the fed federal terrorism? Caused them to be open communists waving hammer and sickle flags. Yeah, really. It's- and I love this argument from Democrats and, and from Wheeler that that democracy is the value that we're supposed to be defending. Like, can we all see at this point in time with all these mask mandates and everything else that's going on that democracy is clearly a farce? None of us have any power to affect change on any meaningful governmental level. Like hearing this from somebody is just so preposterous at this point because yeah. The veil has been lifted from your eyes if you aren't a fucking retard. Well, and, at this and point. democracy without rights is just tyranny of another form. It's just tyranny yeah. of the majority or tyranny of the mob. And to your point, that's where that's that's really the number one tourist attraction in Portland right now. Tyranny of the mob. If you're an enthusiast of that sort of thing, that's the place yeah. to be. But there are other cities where you can really uh, where you can really have a sampling of what that's like. Of course, Minneapolis was like that in months prior. With the George Floyd incident, uh, Minneapolis's peaceful protests caused half a billion dollars in destruction. Of course, now we know that they were just a little less peaceful. Authorities searching the wreckage of a South Minneapolis pawn shop that was charged uh, charred in the riots found a a, bur- a burned body of a man inside. <laughs> so what? Two months later, we found a body inside of one of these pawn shops burned down. A 25-year-old man from Rochester, Minnesota, has already been charged with the arson of that site. It's likely that uh, this body discovery will result in additional charges if the death is ruled a homicide, and one will, one would presume that it will be. Uh, that will be Minneapolis's 36th of the year. That compares to just 18 in the same time frame last year. So twice the murders this year so far as last year that far. And it would also be the second death of the riots. A rioter was shot dead by a man outside of his business at the time of the riots. But the business owner was later released and no charges have been filed in what appears to be a case of self-defense, though the man's relatives, the guy who was shot, they dispute uh, the claim that he was looting the store. But (laughs) for whatever reason, prosecutors, even in Minneapolis, are not pursuing charges in that case. And if you do live in Minneapolis and the crime and the murder stats have you worried, don't worry. State Attorney General Keith Ellison has a plan for you. He was on a Zoom call with Congresswoman Karen Bass of California and PBS NewsHour correspondent Yamichi Alcindor. And Keith says, if you're a woman who gets raped and the attacker runs away, you'd probably rather see a social worker than a cop. Anyway, why don't we just go ahead and defund the police? If you're a woman who's been a victim of a sexual assault and the assailant is ran away, wouldn't you rather talk to somebody who is trained in helping you deal with what you're dealing with, as opposed to somebody whose main training is that they know how to use a firearm, right? No, (laughs) absolutely no, I wouldn't. I I would probably like them to use the firearm to go find the perp. I mean, not that... You don't want help of other sorts, too. But but uh, but yeah, uh, never mind the fact, of course, too, that police departments do have special units trained to deal with sexual assaults and sexual yeah, assault really. victims. 
in any case. It's also happening. Uh, um, it's also getting crazy in Chicago. Getting crazy. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's the status quo of crazy is maintaining in <laughs> Chicago. Actually, this is the least crazy thing because this is comparatively peaceful. We're not even talking about the norm of dozens of shootings per weekend. That's that's just a common thing. But um, as as protesters and rioters are doing in all of these progressive cities, eventually they move on to eat their own mayors, as we just saw with Ted Wheeler. Uh, in Chicago this week, they protested outside Lori Lightfoot's home. Hundreds of protesters gathered outside her house on Thursday night to demand the usual defunding police departments and funding of other social programs. It's not the destruction here that is noteworthy. Uh, it's 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 the lack of mask discipline and the total lack of care for social distancing. Uh, you can check all the failed social distancing rules and failed masking rules that uh, that are ongoing here. Here's some of the scenes from that uh, from that protest. group of what's estimated to be 1,000 marchers on are right now near Mayor... Mayor <laughs> That's true. I can't zoom in on that, but that is front and center foop. I can't tell if the bike is propping it up or if that is just its natural state. Yeah, I think she's got a fupa over the bike situation She's got a, a de facto fupa push-up bra in the form <laughs> of her bike. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot. But hey, good thing she's got a mask. Really concerned about her health. No, oh, yeah. It's home. They started that protest and rally for calls to defund the police in Logan Square. <laughs> Speaking of foops. No masks, dancing, shouting. Remember, you just better not get a haircut or eat at a restaurant because that's killing grandma. Oh, my God. This is all fine. <sighs> also, the Oakland mayor, uh, Oakland mayor Libby Schaff. You may remember her for uh, investigating swings at the city park as nooses in a prior hoax hate segment. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. She had her home vandalized this week. Vandal spray painted graffiti on her garage door, a sidewalk and a stone wall calling for the cancellation of rent and homes for all hypo in my notes here. I had hose for all, but that might, <laughs> that might also be one of the mob's demands yeah. in Oakland. That sounds highly plausible. Uh, of course, ironic that the black lives matter sign in her window did not save her from the mob treatment. And don't forget, amid all of this chaos, Joe Biden is still running for president. Joe Biden is just hiding in a basement, hoping that you won't notice all of these hellscapes, uh, that you won't notice that all of these hellscapes are the exclusive domains of the Democratic Party. You're supposed to observe the chaos and get mad at the power in place, Donald Trump, I suppose, and vote for a bumbling, hardly coherent, blatantly or or debatably uh, dead uh, old man to fix it all. And if you want to argue that Joe Biden is alive in any meaningful sense, uh, he had two submissions of his senility this week. Did you happen to catch these clips? Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least the first one is coherent. It might be factually wrong, but it's a complete sentence, and I got to give credit where due. But he first claimed that Trump is the first racist president of the United States. Here's Joe Biden. No, no sitting president has ever done this. Never, never, never. We have racists, and they've existed. They've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. I don't think that's true. Never mind. uh, Yeah, well, you could think of a few counterexamples. But uh, by my count, 10 of the first 12 presidents owned slaves at some point. 
except for yeah. uh, John Adams yeah. and John Quincy Adams. Anyway, uh, Biden. What about uh, LBJ? Has anybody heard those Nixon tapes? Uh, more recent examples. Yeah. Uh, their hero FDR, not particularly yeah. kind to the Japanese. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. just that's the thing. It's like even if I grant to you that Donald Trump has racist opinions, which I, I really don't, to be honest. But even if I did grant that you you have significant racially motivated punitive policy in the past, including the actual legal subjugation of entire races in the forms right. of slavery, in the form of um, of uh, internment with the Japanese. So weird statement, but at least it was coherent. Like I said, he actually did a a stream, another live stream uh, this week. Check out this uh, clip from his basement. He's rambling about God knows what. Something about how nurses used to treat him back in the day. Something like that. Nurse at, at, uh, nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and whisper in my ear. Wow. And go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually... Probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get get me moving. Okay, good story. What? <laughs> Did he say breathe in my nostrils? Yes. So The black chick's like, what the fuck are you talking about, old man? <laughs> I guess he's going to need nurses to breathe in his nostrils to keep him active in the Oval Office. Uh, blowing my nose holes to keep me awake, <laughs> old Joe. Uh, apparently... 19 or 20 people were watching this live stream, according to this screen capture. Now, in fairness, this was on the channel of SEIU, a healthcare workers union. It wasn't on Joe Biden's channel. I think there are like 3000 subscribers on this channel. So not quite a fair assessment. However, the replay of the stream, which presumably would have been promoted by the Biden campaign, or maybe not with scenes like that. I don't know. The stream has 3,600 views in the multiple days since it's been posted. That's a major party official nominee presidential candidate. Barely alive. What? 3,600 what views, 20 line? people watching. Before we wrap up this segment, I did want to mention all of these, you know, female politicians that are trying to placate and, and Wheeler that are trying to placate the, these mobs. Let this be a lesson to anybody that tries to placate any mob. You will never go far enough. There's nothing you could do. This is why no matter what you say, whether or not it was racist or what you did, whether or not it was racist, never apologize. Because at least you can walk away with your integrity and your self-respect. Yeah. They're going to ruin your life anyway. Uh, they're just going to show up to your house. They're going to be vandalizing all of your property. It's not going to make a difference how much you self-flagellate. Destruction and finger pointing is all they know. They These are yeah. people who are incapable of creating. These are people who only know how to destroy and take mm -hmm. and point fingers at other people. And yeah. even if you validate that thirst from them and throw them a bone, they'll be back tomorrow with a new finger to point or a new claim to something that isn't theirs or a new, whatever, a new demand. You cannot appease these people. Absolutely. We got shootings to discuss. Should we take a quick break before we hop into those or should we, th that's going to be another lengthy um, segment. I don't hear the baby, so let's go for it. Okay. You want to just uh, roll through the shootings, then we'll take a break after that? Yeah, I'll so. have to take probably 15 minutes after Okay. This. Sounds good. Uh, tell me what happened in Austin. I have some of the clips, so just let me know. But I, I didn't... <laughs> I, I, just, I saw the headlines this morning, and I saved the headlines because I knew we were going to talk about it, but I didn't have a chance to dig into it. And then as you were looking at it, 
you were telling me more and more information and the story kept getting crazier and crazier. So what are we right. dealing with here? All right. There's this dude killed. His name was Garrett Foster. His mother uh, confirmed that it was him. She did a Good Morning America interview, I think, yesterday. Um, she said that her son had attended several peaceful protests almost every day for the past 50 days with his fiance, um, Whitney Mitchell, who is a black quadruple amputee. So they're saying this is the narrative that this guy Foster was pushing his quadruple amputee, who I have. I'm so proud of this joke. I've been calling her R2 Dindu 2. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Okay. <laughs> like, I can't All wait until right. I can tell that on the show. Yeah. Thank you. I, I feel like I earned that. Um, so they're saying that he was just like pushing her wheelchair around. Um, maybe we should watch the audio. Uh, well, which, what should we watch first? Let's definitely watch the shooting first. But what's okay. the what's the context here generally? There's a it's just a general Black Lives Matter protest in Austin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Basically. And initially it was it was claimed that this guy. With his AK that he was just some car drove up and opened fire and just on like him. open fire on him for no reason. So you guys can be the judge of that. Let's let's do the the audio, the one where you can hear the audio of the six shots. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't know. You can't see anything in the footage. As far as I can tell, you can't see much. No. But what I hear is four or five rifle rounds being discharged and then a brief gap in time and then three or so handgun softer sounding rounds. Right. It's hard to say, but the narrative was that the car just drove up and opened fire on him. I hear what sounds like rifle shots first. Here's the footage. Yeah. So we can't see much yeah. there, but you you be the judge. That that sounds like five from the AK and then three from whatever gun the guy in the car had. It definitely sounds like two distinct firearms. And yeah. one would infer two shooters. That's kind of what people are wondering. And it, right. it's you would in people are inferring from this AK guy opened fire on the car, car returned fire with and killed him. handgun yeah. and killed him. Right. But the narrative is like, I'm just pushing around my black disabled girlfriend and this guy just drove up on me and and brandished his gun and then put three bullets in me. Now, on the in all the coverage of this, I never saw like some right wing person disturbed the protest and yeah. then open fire on this guy. We definitely would have heard about it if, if that was if that was the case. So the dude that's responsible for this, well, not responsible in the sense that they're saying. Um, who probably returned fire. He's in custody. He just went straight into custody mm -hmm. and nobody knows who he is. And I haven't heard anything about how he's right wing. And then people are just saying he's being compliant. Now, I don't know that that would be the case if this was what they were saying it is. Um, and I don't think that this person is somebody that meant to disrupt the protest. I bet you a million dollars. Somebody was just pissed off that they were obstructing traffic. They were trying to get through and then they just happened to carry and then um, homeboy is all mad. This ginger is all mad that uh, like, like you said, that uh, maybe they just push the chick in front of the car. I, that, is, that is my total speculation. <laughs> and I will gladly uh, return to this story when the facts are out and correct the record. Based on the incomplete fact pattern here, it was my speculation that you can see everybody in the street. And we know the 
propensity for blocking traffic that these protests have. My yeah. guess is that wheelchair-bound girlfriend is in the street as potentially some sort of prop for exactly this sort of agitation and that the car gets too close to wheelchair girlfriend or whatever is a perceived threat and AK guy here decides to open fire on the car due to whatever interaction resulted from car close to girlfriend. That would be my guess. Now, whoa, live chat saying the guy was, the guy was released. The driver was released. Wow. I, okay. Can somebody get me a name real quick? Yeah. Cause I, the last story that I put in here was updated. I don't know, five hours ago. I thought that was close enough to the show, but I guess not. I probably should have checked right. A lot of the info show. coming out. So if you guys do have more information, please let us know. Now, um, the other piece of this that you mentioned, the question, the question is if, if we accept the idea that AK guy opened fire first, which that's what it sounds like. The question would be why? And Potentially, there was some sort of traffic dispute <laughs> based on possibly, as you mentioned, the most unfortunate interview segment, the most poorly aged interview segment of all time of all time. It would sound like this guy had some desire to uh, potentially fuck around and find out he might have fucked around and found out. Was this do we know this is the same night? Presumably it was like an hour before the process. So, uh, OK, and. Or the shooting. Sorry. Shortly before he dies, he's interviewed with someone on the street and he's explaining why he's open carrying his rifle. Uh, AK-47. Uh, why'd you got it out tonight? They don't let us march in the streets anymore, so got to practice some some of our rights. Do you feel like you'll need to use it? Nah, I think the, uh, I mean, if I use it against the cops, I'm dead. And I think all the people that hate us and, you know, want to say shit to us are too big of uh, pussies to stop and actually do anything about it. So. Well, I guess somebody was not a pussy and did something about it. It sounds like what happened. Yeah, I'm not seeing any updates online, you guys. Uh, are you sure that the driver was released? Hmm. Can someone give me a source on that? Because I don't want to put misinformation up on this when we're going to find out in the middle of the show. I, that... I would say to anybody listening to this, especially if you're listening later, this is a developing story. You absolutely should check up on it because there's a lot of incomplete information out right now. Given all of the evidence I've seen... I do not buy the narrative. There's witnesses quoted in this Daily Mail piece saying that, yeah, the car just drove up and opened fire. Sorry, I don't buy it. I do not buy that this was just a random drive-by no. that just happened to target this guy. Not a chance. Right. Not a chance. He has some involvement. Guaranteed. The identity of the person who shot and killed Foster has not been confirmed, nor the identity of the second person who fired on the driver's car as he pulled away. So there was a second shooter. Oh, really? So oh, someone shot the at the driver as he left. Someone okay. shot at the driver. Gotcha. So it's possible that this guy didn't fire any shots. Uh, yeah, actually, you're right. Because we all I listened to the footage and all I heard was. Uh, but then who who shot him would be the question. I mean, I heard uh, two groupings of shots, like right, five rifle right. rounds and three sounds like handgun rounds. People are saying that they've both been released, but if they if they shot if the, if the driver shot the guy, he would not have been mm. released. Well, we'll have to return to the story, and of course, if you're listening later, I encourage you to do so. We definitely will because this story is insane, and uh, we'll keep you updated. Tell Too bad, home girl wasn't armed and couldn't defend <laughs> her boyfriend. 
Stop! This... <laughs> okay, I'm, I have to... Uh, you're right, I have to give rim shots where due. Uh, but, um, my god, she, 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 got a rough, she got a rough hand in life. Or didn't. She got no rough hand. <laughs> god. Moving on, tell me what happened in um, uh, Louisville. So right when you told me that what to you, I was looking up NFAC. No, wait, what is it again? The, this the is, NFAC. I've seen them characterized fucking around coalition. Is yes. that serious? I've seen them characterized as black nationalist. I just don't know. And since everyone calls everyone white nationalist, I don't want to smear these guys unfairly as black nationalists. That's just what I've seen them called. But I do know that they are a group of, uh, of armed black militia guys who go by the name not fucking around coalition as i was saying before what life they are now I the respect that clearly respect fucking around coalition <laughs> that's what they are cfac <laughs> now uh so i don't know how this happened but three members of this armed militia were shot in an apparent accident at a protest calling for justice for brianna taylor um in louisville on saturday so the three members all members of nfac they never say in this article what that stands for because they well they censored it out in the abc article i have the not f around yeah uh suffered non-life-threatening injuries the shooter was also a member of the militia the group's founder john grandmaster j johnson told abc that members of the militia were inspecting firearms prior to the demonstration when a woman's weapon was accidentally discharged. Mm. Johnson referred to the woman as a trainee. Um, so how, in, with a negligent discharge, how do you shoot three people? Yeah, I mean, first of all, why is the barrel aimed at people while you're, <laughs> while you're checking your weapon? Second of all, is, was, it th- was it one accidental discharge? And does that mean that it penetrated three people or did it hit something and cause debris to hit them? How three right. people were wounded in one accidental discharge seems kind of miraculous to me. So I'm very curious. Well, that made me think that they're lying, but then I was thinking like, why would they lie? Is it Louisville? Did I say Louisville? Sorry guys. I'm, no, it's Louisville, sorry. Kentucky. Oh, okay. Because somebody just in the Louisville. Live okay, good. I thought so. All right. <laughs> Don't make me second guess myself live chat. Yeah. They're trolling um, me tonight. I think they are trolling me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wonder why they would lie like that. That's where I get hung up because it's like uh, telling people that you have a negligent discharge because the people in your coalition are not firearm proficient is like a really embarrassing admission about your incompetence and how you haven't vetted anybody. Hmm. Uh, so I wonder what story they could be covering that would be worse than that. I don't know. That's a weird one. I was told, too, that the three percenters were going to meet these guys for some sort of uh, like militia combat or something. But I don't think that happened. I don't know. I know Laurel had some information on that, so I'll have to catch up with her. She might know more. This Aurora thing is like the least interesting of all of these. I just I just like the clip. But yeah, there's, there's another shooting in Aurora, Colorado. Um, should we just watch the clip? <laughs> I just so general context here protesters on the interstate or a highway in Aurora protesting Elijah McClain, who was uh, shot by police, I believe, in Aurora X amount of months ago. And supposedly the cops were supposed to have the highway blocked off for the protesting. Somehow a car gets through and you have your usual protester car conflict. And there was a shooting in that chaos. 
what I like about the clip is that the protesters are on the highway chanting uh, racist pigs have got to go and such. And then as soon as the shooting happens, who do they blame? Uh, they blame the cops. Of course, the cops are the number one cause of this event. I told you, I told you. That's what the Aurora Police Department did. That's what they did. Because they failed to hold traffic. Hmm. Well, they were too busy being racist pigs, I guess. Get out of the street. I could watch video footage of protesters getting hit by cars. All day long, just all day long. I can't even tell um, what the hell happened there. Was it the car shooting at them? Was it them shooting at the car? I don't know. Just if you're going to film something like this, don't freak out. Just stay there for my benefit, <laughs> even if it endangers. At me. least he filmed in horizontal orientation. I give him that credit. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I am seeing the live chat. The Austin Police Department has a video up on Facebook saying that all parties have been released. I saw that in the live chat and I have not corroborated it from any source. So I, I don't to, know if it's true. Well, if you tell me what happened in the shooting, I could look. I could verify. Um, right okay. Uh, so after the Jeep ran into the crowd, one protester pulled out a gun and appeared to be aiming it at the Jeep, but instead shot another protester in the leg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, witnesses said the wounded protester was just grazed. So, you know, bitch is fine. Um, Aurora police confirmed the shooting allegation and they're investigating. And then this was, uh, all to protest this McLean, uh, bloke who, who got knelt on and then he died. Um, I, I don't even remember reading about this when it happened. It was in 2019, yeah. August, 2019. Um, yeah. The Austin police department three hours ago did post a video briefing 10 minutes long on this case but it's 10 minutes and they, they don't give a description in the video of what is actually said here. So unfortunately I can't listen to it, but I can. Well, if they've been released, then, you know, it, the, the description here, I can put it up on screen, but the description says nothing about, uh, any sort of release. It just says, it just says, uh, APD chief, uh, chief of police, Brian Manley provides media briefings in regards to homicide number 28 that occurred Saturday night. After uh, this, they had another briefing 11 hours ago, but uh, it doesn't have more information in text. And without listening to the whole 10 minute briefing, I don't know what was said in there. Hmm. Anyway, uh, oh, the last thing too, uh, we'll be quick on this one. This was a big story this week. What the hell happened with this? I thought this was a joke photo. No, Black no. Lives Matter guy like kneeling on a toddler. What, what, what was this about? This is what happens when you don't stay with the father of your child. Mm. Like this is the boyfriend. Okay. So this photograph, this, I actually didn't know, but uh, Vincent James of red elephants, I think he broke this story. Really? Okay. Uh, that's what a uh, gateway pundit says. So a photo of a man kneeling on a neck of a on the neck of a white baby while another person holds the child's arms and the child is crying. It's just blown up on social media um, and then the caption was uh, Black Lives Ma Black Lives Matter now, motherfucker. Right? I assume, yeah. Yeah. So the man in the photo, his name is Isaiah Jackson. He lives in Ohio. Somebody with that name was arrested on July 20th 
for probation probation violation. So the paternal grandmother of this kid wrote on Facebook that the photo was taken two days ago while the two-year-old was with his mother, who is dating Jackson. Mm, don't want to get banned. She told <laughs> Gateway Pundit that her son did not find out about it until yesterday morning. Um, she provided some screenshots with conversations in which the mother attempted to defend the photo when confronted about it, calling the person ignorant and claiming that he wasn't hurting him. So apparently the mother was there watching this. Um, but she claimed that she was not present when the photo mm. was taken. So the pissed off grandmother said the baby is now safe with her son. And she said, my son is beyond pissed. He took the boy to the ER to get checked out. Everything came back good. Uh, he better be glad nothing bad happened to my grandson, and he better hide from all the people who be coming who will be coming from him for him when he gets out of jail. Uh, so I guess this is being investigated by Clark County. They haven't arrested anybody or anything, but I did read that the mother can now only see the child when the father is present. Hmm. Okay, weird story. Anyway, all right, uh, that's all I got on that. And, of course, I got uh, all of the great anti-American moments of the sports weekend to get to, but we're probably due for a break. So what do you think? You want, you want to take yeah, a break Yeah, I'll be back at um, – I'm going to go feed my baby. I'll be back at 7.15 if that's okay. Okay, yeah, I'll plan for that. We'll catch up with uh, Super Chat in the meantime. And as always, thank you to the audience for, uh, for patience with Blonde's availability. Let's, uh, let's head over – before I forget, as I always have to do – because I don't want to forget our good friends over on DLive, and certainly not their treasure chest. So uh, let's let's open up the treasure chest, see what's going on over on DLive. The type for that in a moment. Um, over on DLive, uh, Base Dollar says, uh, "Well, it's just a link. It's a link to the uh, Austin shooting story." So uh, anyway, so we we've we've gone through it, but uh, if there's more information on what's happening there, please do keep us informed in the chat. Because as I said, this thing is developing as we speak. So, and I'm I'm just as eager to learn about it because that story is insane. So, uh, thank you, Mr. Base Dollar. See what's going on over on YouTube as it takes me ten years to scroll through Susan's greatly improved system that helps us all out so much. Let's see what we got. Uh, M. Yelling says, uh, hey, Matt, thanks a lot for getting on to Spotify. I can never watch you two live because I work early mornings. Spotify uses a lot less bandwidth compared to YouTube, and that's a big deal for me. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And uh, I, I looked at the uh, numbers, and it looks like a good, uh, a good chunk of people have been listening on Spotify. So, of course, that's, it's my goal to make, it, uh, make the show available where I can, and Spotify had not been so friendly in the past. So uh, that's a reminder to everyone else. If you like to listen to your shows on Spotify, we're there now. It's linked in the description. Thanks for tuning in over there. Appreciate it. Eric Burns Marsh says to my favorite podcasters, enjoy a Red Bull on me. Uh, yes, exactly too. Red, Red Bulls, I love, I love energy drinks. It's one of my bigger vices. Red Bull has always been, uh, I've been priced out of Red Bull. So, <laughs> so I'll, have to, I'll have to grab one. But the, I don't know if this is a reference to uh, Red Bull. There was a story this week that Red Bull fired some of its executives that were looking for some div diversity initiative. I don't know if that's true, but I don't know if this is a reference to that either. I, I, I'll, I'll have to look into the story. Maybe I should become a Red Bull person on account of that. Thank you, Eric. Holden Mulray says, uh, Hi, Truth Seekers. Curious if you guys pay attention to Fed monetary policy and how it guides your investment decisions. I do not follow it closely. Um, 
So I, I can't, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a great financial mind. Blonde knows more about finances generally than I do. My strategy on uh, managing, managing money in general has, is the same, is the same thing as my YouTube survival strategy. That's just diversify. You know, I don't, I don't like to have any, any sorts of, uh, I just don't like any eggs in one basket period. So I'm not a great investment mind. I couldn't tell you about navigating the market or getting into crypto or any of that stuff, but I've tried to just kind of dabble in little things here and there to make sure that if Susan or whoever comes after any one of my revenue streams or anything, any other sorts of assets that I may hold that, that I'll be okay. So, uh, so I probably should pay more attention to be honest, but thank you, Holden. Uh, VV says, uh, tell me a joke, Matt, make me laugh. It's been a crappy day. Well, as I've said, I can't do jokes on demand. The pressure is too great, but I hope some of the prior jokes were, were good for you. And I hope, uh, well, I hope this, the stream can make for a better day. I'm sorry to hear that it's crappy. And uh, I hope, uh, I hope it improves. Of course. Thanks for supporting. Derek Finley says, give me a wing, a wing sandwich, big boy. Well, I want to, I want to ask that later. What if you put the wings between two pieces of bread? Does that count as substantive food, according to Andrew Cuomo? We'll have to find out. Fake Name McGee says, uh, I'm from Austin, and while I'm sorry it happened, it's good to know my claim that they really didn't want to try this garbage in Texas was correct. F around and find out. Yeah, it seems so. And I I don't know that I've seen a more poorly aged or ironic uh, clip than that guy basically saying, yeah, uh, I will F around and find out. And apparently that is what happened. And again, I say this, the footage is not clear on exactly what happened. I'm saying this, making inferences based on what we can hear. So take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. I may have to come back to this story and totally revise my entire opinion on it. But based on that interview clip, that guy does not seem particularly well-intentioned or intelligent. Unfashionable observation says six steps to producing a useful idiot. One source boomer offspring Two: remove concept of God three distract with sex and drugs Four: indoctrinate via college courses. Five once hair turns blue unleash on society. Six discard after use. Yeah. We're somewhere between, um, between five and six in this sequence, I would say. So we'll see how bad it gets. Bubbly noodle says finally contributed to those rising gun sales and bought my first gun on Friday. I got a Glock 43 X. Excuse my beer burp there. They said I got lucky because those sell fast. Going to the range in two weeks to fire it. Long live 2-8. Well, congratulations and uh, and train well and train often. And uh, well, as I said, just congrats on entering the self-defense community and taking your own safety into your own hands. And good luck. Boogeyman says, Thanks for the sanity safe space. Frankly, you guys are simply the best on the YouTubes. Cheers. Well, thank you for that. As long as Susan will have us, we'll be here. But it's uh, it's another week up. Eric says, uh, Matt, what is your fi- favorite firearm manufacturer? As un-American as it is, mine is uh, Heckler and is it? I actually don't know how they pronounce it. Heckler and Coke? Koch? HK. I should know more about uh, how the latter, how the K is pronounced, but HK. I don't have any HK firearms because, you know, I'm not a millionaire. (laughs) But I'm told of their reputation for quality. And I would love, uh, what I'm waiting for most is uh, the MP5 clone from Palmetto State. I want to have an MP5 style weapon. I just can't afford HK's pistol variant because that's like two or three grand. So it's a favorite firearm manufacturer for what purpose? I would say that um, in general, I own the the two FNs I own, I consider to be high quality, very reliable firearms. 
they uh they suffer from a little bit of the price uh markup that hks do though if i were even though i've never been a glock guy i can't believe i'm saying this but uh because i never have been but the firearm that i own that i think has the greatest performance and reliability relative to its price is probably that glock 19 I have cheap guns. I have some more pricey guns. I have guns that uh, have failures all the time. I all the time. I have guns that run smoothly all the time. I would say that the Glock that I have is right about in that sweet spot where it's affordable and accessible to the average consumer, but it works every time, no exceptions. So that that's probably what I would say in terms of checking all the boxes. Uh. Long Dong John says, bad news out of Australia this week. Cancel culture came for Coon Cheese this week. In fact, they're owned by a Canadian parent company, and it probably didn't help. Sad times. Press C to pay respects. Uh, as luck would, I don't know who it was. Someone in the Melbin group, and I, I do know the name, but I didn't get contact information beyond a return address. Someone from the Melbin listener group in Australia sent me a package of Coon Cheese all the way from Australia. I did not know that it would immediately become a souvenir of uh, of a time long gone where coon cheese was acceptable. But here we are. I got maybe one of Australia's last packages of coon cheese. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to hang on to it. Mark Weissman. And thank you, by the way, if you're the person who sent me the coon cheese, thank you for all the effort. Mark Weissman said, uh, BLM shooter in Austin was stupid. There are 1 million legal carry licenses in Texas. And it sounds like he learned that. Nicholas, uh, no note. Thanks for supporting the show, Nicholas. I got a, <laughs> oh, this is, I got a Boehner spelled like John Boehner, but you draw your own pronunciations on that. I got a Boehner says the core modern philosophical debate is whether truth is subjective or objective. Guess which, guess which one the radical left argues for and which one leads to authoritarianism. Yeah, this, um, this gets to the concept of, of objective or subjective morality too. If we don't have objective truth or objective morality in this world, uh, we got a very messy, very difficult world to navigate. And I want no part in that. So it is very important. Those core ideas, no doubt. Kazuma, Kazuma neat King says, I look forward to this show every week. I'm really glad I can support you guys now after watching for years. Oddly enough, I'm doing better now financially than before Corona haven't took a dime from the government though. Well, that's good to hear and congratulations. And certainly there are people in that position and uh, God, the thing that sucks is we just, we've had half a year of the government more aggressively picking winners and losers than it has in the past. Of course, it, at least in our lifetimes pretty much always has to varying degrees, but that it does really piss me off. You know, friends I have who maybe have uh, run a certain business of a certain type or another friend who runs a different type of business. They're not succeeding or failing based on their own talents or efforts. They're succeeding or failing based on the government's subjective decision about the necessity, the essentialness of their businesses. And that's just wrong. Of course, market demand, market consumption of their product or service is what determines if they're essential or not. And it's very it's very frustrating to watch. So as much as you might enjoy being one of the beneficiaries of the government picking winners or losers, I assume that that might be the situation you're talking about. That's the, that's the thing that sucks is I'm sure you're aware that in general, when we, when we start picking winners and losers in this way, that comes back to bite everyone eventually, even if we benefit in the short term. And thanks for, um, thanks for supporting the show. I'm going to hop over to Streamlabs, uh, make sure I don't, um, I don't ignore our friends over there. Let's see what's going on. 
Cameron has a question for blonde. So Cameron, I might have to hang. Oh, this is a this is a spicy one too. This is this is a, this is Susan bait right here. So I'll have to return to this one, Cameron. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Mike DeWine's shit eating grin says, "Fellow Buckeyes, if you or someone you know is trying to get." On the PUA, Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, be warned that it is not operated by JFS, but by some third-party contractor, and they handle all of it, from what I can tell. Fair warning if you're an Ohio person looking for uh, state benefits, state unemployment benefits there. Uh, RP Gigachad says, did you hear about the Austinite who died standing up for BLM? Someone had to stand up for BLM because his wife certainly couldn't do it. Uh, Okay, here we are. I, you knew these were coming to me. <laughs> Skip, uh, Skip Mayfield, that poor girl. Good God. Skip Mayfield says Garrett Foster died as he. <laughs> oh boy. Ooh. I can f- go. Uh, th- this is this is uh, this is ginger defamation here. Can I read this? Do gingers count as a race for Susan's enforcement? Um. Susan's enforcement purposes. Garrett Foster, the guy in Austin, died as he lived a pathetic, useless ginger. Ooh, ooh, that that one. Ooh. Uh, we'll we'll see. I I just want to see what the facts of the matter are. I want to see what uh, what he did, and it, it seems to me that he very possibly could have been an aggressor in this case. But I I will withhold my full judgment until we know exactly what happened. Candy Mac says, uh, we lost my son's history teacher this week to coronavirus. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. The community is reeling. He was six, he was such a patriot. He turned battlefields on his or he toured batter, battlefields on his summers off and unfortunately went to Georgia. He touched so many lives in Sarasota that I want to say God bless Coach Shaq. Well, all the best to your family and your community. I'm very sorry to hear that. Of course, Candy Mac is our resident respiratory therapist down uh, Florida way and has kept us in touch with a lot of the coronavirus ongoings in the hospital and clinical settings. So thank you, Candy Mac. All the best to you and your family and to your community and to Coach Shaq and his family as well. I'm sorry to hear it. And thank you for preserving his memory. Crypto Crook says, hey, my favorite YouTubers. Uh, thank you for the sanity safe space. Blonde looks beautiful. Matt is okay too. Okay is a great compliment for me. I'll take it. Also says, uh, thank you. This Austin AK protester had a peculiar, he had peculiar sexual preferences. I must say, uh, I, I can't, um, I can't reveal what may or may not have been said between blonde and I in the Skype chat before the show, but one has to wonder how certain activities were conducted. That's all I can say. Uh, what what sort of um, what sort of moves were performed? Use your imagination. Let's hop over to uh, hop over to YouTube. Back to YouTube, I should say. Crap, where did I leave off? Did Susan did Susan get rid of? Uh... Oh, here we go. Okay, I thought Susan removed my 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 spot that I marked. I got it. But, uh, appreciate the patience, guys. Nicholas says. Um, you guys don't you guys don't need to thank us for patience for blonde's maternity functions. Most chicks would be halfway into their maternity time off. Your show is making the world better for our uh progen proj, progeny? I don't know that word. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing there. Um no, I, I, you're probably right. Maybe maybe um well, I certainly don't apologize or anything. I I'm making a point not to apologize, but I I do think thank you for your patience is appropriate, you know? Uh as much as we joke around on this show about it being 
a duct tape production, and it is. And as much as we like to keep it casual, we, we do take this seriously. I, I, I am very grateful to have the community that we do. And I, I know that you expect a certain product delivered at a certain time. And given some of the complications right now, some of that is compromised. So we just thank you for sticking with us and uh, for giving us the uh, understanding that we're doing the best we can and, and working as hard as we can. So thank you guys. Brianna Heilman says, usually watch Monday, but hangover has me couch ridden so I can catch live. Congrats blonde on the baby. Feels like everyone is having babies and it gives me baby fever. I love you guys. Well, thank you. And uh, of course, all the best to your family. If, if you decide to go that route and thanks for tuning in and for supporting Eric J says, uh, when do we get to call these rioters and criminals what they are, which is terrorists? I believe they are no longer countrymen and neighbors, but our enemy and how they want and how they want to completely destroy us. Well, terrorism is the use of violence with a political aim. I don't know what else to call it in all of these situations. I think it's a perf- perfectly appropriate term. And I agree. It's not just that they want to use violence against us for political aims. It's that we don't share any common political foundation. I, I am increasingly worried and nervous and really baffled at the question, how do you share a country with people who don't believe in fundamental rights or property? If you don't, if we don't agree on those basic premises, there's not much that can be shared to be honest, because you're saying you should be able to come to me and violate my rights and steal my property. If the mob deems it necessary, sorry, I, I, we, I don't know how we coexist under those premises. And I guess we're seeing that fought out in the streets of Portland and other places. Let's see. Uh, Mike Bob says, I agree with the previous super chatter. Nicholas, no need to apologize for the biology breaks uh, with blonde. Uh, My wife was shocked. You were back on the show so soon after your baby's birth. Wow. She's dedicated. Yeah. And I, I will say um, my perspective on, on blonde's presence or absence was the seat is hers. And if she wants to come back, that's great. If I had to find fill-ins for a while, we would do that. Blonde wanted to come back the week after her kid was born. That was her decision. That was not, um, you know, that was not anything anybody put on her. That is what she wanted to do. And of course, uh, her, her dedication to the show is appreciated. Uh, and I agree. As I said, I'm not apologizing, just thanking you guys. It's not a sorry thing. It's a thank you thing. Rachel Jane says, uh, Hi, friends. Looking forward to enjoying the show tomorrow. But in the meantime, wanted to send a chat and support. I appreciate what you're doing each week with this show. Keep up the fantastic work. Well, thank you, Rachel. We appreciate that very much. Uh, And thanks for tuning in. Nancy Muncy says Missouri law 571030 unlawful use of weapons uh, exceptions penalties. um, Part four exhibits in the presence of one or more persons, any weapon readily capable of lethal use in an angry or threatening uh, manner this is the law relevant in the mccloskey's case and she says uh uh, how else do you use a gun well thanks for supporting the show and um, i am not going to be niggardly i guess i mean you don't necessarily have to be angry or threatening if you're defending yourself or your property you don't that's not necessarily angry and it's not threatening per se it's saying leave me alone stop violating my rights and go away that's kind of what that's saying but yeah, I, I agree. The, the concept of using a gun happily and with uh, benevolent intentions toward other people is sort of an odd one, but you'd have to ask a Missouri lawyer, I suppose. I, I may, I, Blunt should be back soon. I, I may have to move into the sports story because um, 
No, that's that's like Blonde's least favorite thing anyway. So we'll give her a minute or two, but I might move into this sports story in the interest of time shortly here. We'll catch up with a couple more Super Chats. Richard Enormous says, I live in Quebec, or is it Quebec? I never know how you French Canadians say it. So we'll go with Quebec, where people usually ride the government's meat. There have been several serious protests about mandatory masks. Canucks have... Uh, Canucks are questioning government power faster than I thought. Well, that's good to hear. There was a crazy story. We'll get to it in a little bit later. A a mask encounter, a guy in Canada refused to... Oh, there we go. She's back now. A guy in Canada refused to put a mask on at a store, and it ultimately resulted in a fatal police shooting. We'll get to that one shortly. But uh, thank you guys for supporting the show. We got an ultra spicy question for you from Cameron. Uh, I can't hear you. Did you mute your mic or did I do that? I did. Oh, okay. There we go. I lost your video again. Oh, well, let me fix that. Cheap webcam. I'll invest in uh, in a new one this week. There you go. Uh, Um, Spicy, you say? uh, This is definitely Susan Bate. Question for Blonde. Would you rather have your daughter marry some soy-filled white Marxist, a based black guy, be a dyke, or be a femcel? Uh, a female incel. Um, that's a trap because none of those things are going to happen. She's she's going to be uh, she's going to marry uh, Jared Taylor. That's what's going to. No, he's way too old. <laughs> Jared but she Taylor's is going to marry. Son. And she's going to marry James Alsop's kid. Oh, something. there you go. Does he have <laughs> does he have kids? Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't I don't either. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. She's going to be in some prearranged marriage. The latter part. Of, <laughs> you know what shows? Oh, Robin's kid, of course. You know what shows right. great on Netflix? Have you watched this Married at First Sight show? I've heard about it. My fiance's super into it, so I got I've watched a little bit of it. But it's pretty. It, the concept is arranged marriages, and then they follow the couples basically. So, but it's it's kind of an entertaining watch. The, but the, they follow the couple. Through like eight weeks or something after the marriage to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, the marriages are arranged based on values and all that stuff, but they don't actually mm-hmm. meet their person until the, the wedding. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the latter half of your your chat here, Cameron. Uh, I, I think I have to tap out on that one. It's uh, well, it's. He's just saying some people in Austin came out ahead on the day. Some, mm. <laughs> I, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. Man, uh, Cameron's doing his best. Cameron's doing his best to get Susan in here to bust this up. Anyway, okay, you ready? I, I was going to move ahead without you because I figured I could spare you the sports talk. But now thank it's you. now it's sports talk time. So, you know, I didn't miss anything today. No, no, no. Uh, but oh, I was sorry, about, she just needed a little more boob than I. I was about to hop into sports, figuring you wouldn't be mad at me for doing that because it's sports. I wouldn't have been. But a, a lot of people, myself included, were looking forward to the return of sports, some form of entertainment and not constant politics until sports decided to also be constant politics. So uh, did you hear the name, the, the, the news about the name of the Washington football team? Yes. The team formerly known as the Washington Redskins, of course, after years of resistance, team ownership has finally caved to the mob. And uh, because they couldn't find anything apparently on short notice to be a suitable name permanently or a suitable mascot permanently for this season, they're going with Washington football team, uh, assuming that that will be a safe name to have for the season that couldn't possibly be construed as offensive. 
to uh, to anybody. Uh, but in, in, in any case, there's not there's not that much to that story other than we will have a full NFL season of a team literally called the football team. One of the teams will be the football team. Baseball is also <sighs> <That's a> point. <laughs> point. Baseball is back as well, though. And um, and it's, of course, baseball is is an American tradition to a lot of people. To me, of course, I don't live in a baseball market. I don't I love going to baseball games. I wish I did. It's one of the things I miss about the city, but I don't. To me, baseball is great to have on in the background while you're doing your summer grilling and all of that. It's just a great piece of summer that you're supposed to enjoy. Well, now uh, it's American tradition to shit on America. And so the boys of summer are getting with the times. There was this scene this week from the San Francisco Giants earlier this week. It, um, to me, it ended baseball season before it, before it even started. They're not just kneeling for the anthem, but they're, they're kneeling with masks. This was the scene in, uh, in the Bay Area earlier this week. At least I think. I think that was at the Oakland Coliseum. In any case, you got the Giants kneeling for the anthem in masks. I mean, the most most 2020 thing of all time. And yeah, I know it's, it's one team. It's one scene. It's one game. But it didn't stop there. Actually, what happened with this was Major League Baseball and the San Francisco Giants team account and Major League Baseball's official Twitter account tweeted out that video with hashtag Black Lives Matter and the fist <sighs> emoji. And not only did they do that, but then the official MLB Twitter account, the blue check at MLB, because they got a bunch of pushback, people saying, come on, I don't want politics in my sports. Please, I just want baseball. Please. I don't want a, a Marxist anti-America pregame show for the love of God. And a ton of people are responding to MLB saying that MLB, the official account starts mixing it up with these randos debating politics with random people on Twitter responding, saying things like it's never been about the military or the flag. The, pl- the players and the coaches are using their platforms to peacefully protest. <sighs> Supporting human rights is not political. It's not even like Donald Trump had commented on this. The president had commented on this saying it's not cool and don't do this, whatever. It wasn't MLB responding to the president. Or some high-profile person, right, right. literally Twitter randos saying, "Please, no politics." Oh, it's you're getting politics, or actually, it's not political at all. Here we are. So, you got MLB instead of going in on baseball after a three-month delay and saying, "Yes, baseball is back. We're going to do nothing but baseball. It's all baseball all the time." Instead, they're jumping in with politics as though this is going to please their audience and and. That was uh, that was one preseason game or, or a game before the official opener in the official season opener between the Nationals and the Yankees. Players held this bizarre black sash together and listened to uh, what sounds like a Maoist speech from Morgan Freeman about hope and change and empathy and, and some other nonsense. This is a weird scene. In order to achieve effective change and create a new canvas of optimism, Empathy must lead the charge. This moment signifies our charge, our brotherhood, our unity. Equality and unity cannot be until there is empathy. Today and every day, we come together as brothers, as equals, all with the same goal, to level the playing field. 
just what the hell am yeah. I even watching? Like it's nothing but nonsense platitudes and this weird dystopian voice from the sky and nobody in the audience and everyone doing these sort of quasi religious <sighs> uh, gestures or rituals. And that it wasn't just that major league baseball is now allowing players to put social justice message patches on their jerseys and things, but really it's just black lives matter. Some players had black lives matter patches on their jerseys. The mound at the Yankees nationals game had BLM on the mound, like political messaging on the mound of the baseball field. So we're dealing with that. And of course the uh, NBA is, is soon to resume play as well in Orlando. The uh, so they're, they're, they're set to, to return to play. They have basically this massive quarantined setup in Orlando where all the players get tested all the time and they're free from coronavirus and they all stay in this basketball playing community. And that's how the NBA is going to return. Well, the courts are going to have Black Lives Matter on the courts. So we get that to look forward to. And in a side note of what's hilarious, you have this heavily tested environment that's that's clean of coronavirus and you have all these basketball players sweating on each other for hours, handling the same ball for hours. Sounds pretty gay. <laughs> but if they go sit on the bench or on the sidelines, they have to be socially distanced. They have to sit six feet apart, even though they can sweat all over each other on the court. Okay. The, the WNBA, though, the WNBA is taking it one step further. This weekend, players from the New York Liberty and the Seattle Storm just walked off the court. For the national anthem. So I guess call them the uh, the New York commies or the New York comets. This is the scene. The anthem was played. We saw the players leave the floor, go back to their respective locker rooms. One of those actions we'll see throughout the season as part of the social justice initiative. Yeah, first of many ways that we will see WNBA plays, players using their voices all season long. This is nothing new for these women. They have been proactive when it comes to speaking out on social injustices for the life of the WNBA. By the way, record attendance at a WNBA game right there. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I saw like five people. To these women on this, this scene of record attendance. <laughs> Impressive. I, I, I've been told, I don't know if it's true, but I would believe it. I, I'm, I, I've, I heard people claiming on Twitter that the WNBA actually operates at a loss and is subsidized by the NBA. I believe it. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Do you know anybody that has ever gone to a WNBA game? You would have to pay me and not an yeah. insignificant amount of money. I would need at least three figures to go to a WNBA game. I agree. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's uh, for, for these women though, not only do you live in the country of the greatest opportunity that the world's ever seen, you also have the, the work of those, um, those, you also have the work of the patriarchy propping you up basically. <laughs> and you still complain that we talk about this stuff all the time. I don't demand that we have some, Big giant pro America pregame show. People say that, oh, the national anthem is itself a political show. All I need is just don't bitch for the love of God. Just be grateful. Can you just be grateful? Can you just be grateful for the opportunity? Yeah. That too much to ask. Yes. That's it. Apparently it is. That's it. There to play women's sports. Yes. Subsidized by millionaire men who are apparently oppressed by the system. Yeah. There were some other sports oddities real quick before we wrap up um, this segment. But uh, speaking of Corona's effect on sports, obviously no fans uh, at any of these baseball games, but Fox Sports is looking to fix that. They put 
they're putting in uh, digital virtual fans and fake cheering and booing. Uh, check out this um, this Orwellian nonsense from Fox Sports. Fake cheering. Fake booing. That's just weird. I mean, it looks like those bad video game, like like bad crowds in Madden 95. Maybe not that early, but it, it doesn't look real. It's it's anti-human nonsense is what it is. Yes. Yeah, that is some end of day shit. You know, yeah. I the last time I got that feeling was when I watched the trailer for Cats. Oh, yeah. Did, Did that movie that? ever come out or did they just scrap it? That was a weird I one. Think it, I think it got terrible reviews, but I remember watching that thinking. It's all over. Yeah, they tried it's to over. actually make the cats very human-like, and that was the problem. Taylor Swift's cat had, like, big old titties. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then uh, the other the other piece here was Anthony Fauci's first pitch. So Dr. Anthony Fauci, <gasps> he threw the first pitch at uh, the, the official season opener in Major League Baseball between the Yankees and the Nationals. I'm sure you've seen it by now, but just in case not, this was one of the worst first pitches I have ever seen. And now one of the more well-known Washington National fans, Dr. Anthony Fauci, to throw out the first pitch. Dr. Anthony Fauci. I would have thought, given just how big a fan he is of baseball, that that would have been something. But look, the man has been so busy, that is not something he probably has had time to practice. Just something I noticed as he was walking off. They gave him number 19. Is that why did Dr. Fauci have number 19? Because they're mocking us. That's coronavirus, COVID-19. Is that why? Seriously? I don't know. What a pussy. He is 80 years old in his defense, but also, I mean, (laughs) I've seen better 80 year old throws than that one, too. Is he really 80? That's that's what I'm told. Yeah. He he. In fairness, I think he looks pretty good for his age if he is if he is that old. Now, of course, a sampling of some of the better jokes I heard. Uh, that pitch was as accurate as his predictions. Uh, I thought he was an expert in curves. And uh, to be fair, his job is making sure that nobody catches anything. Hey, I like that one. The Babylon Bee also picked up that theme with uh, with its headline here. Uh, CNN calls Dr. Fauci's wild pitch 100% accurate, completely on target. <laughs> Fauci also got ripped for being seen spectating the game. Remember, there's no fans in the entire stadium, but Do- Dr. Fauci gets a seat and he's not wearing his mask. His mask is down. Now, Fauci yep. defenders are saying, well, he's with his wife and his brother. At least I think that's who these people are. And he was drinking water at the time. OK, yeah. All right. But isn't that the point? Don't we all have some excuse at every single point in time? Yeah. Aren't we all drinking water or eating something or doing something that makes a mask inconvenient or totally unnecessary or totally stupid? And even if that is his brother, as far as I understand, I don't think they share a household. I don't think they share a household. So why would that necessarily be safer? And why? Why does he have his mask on when he's on the pitcher's mound with nobody within 60 feet of him? But then 
he doesn't have his mask close. on when he's one foot from someone else's face. Yeah. I'm, again, it's just a bunch of nonsense rules for thee, but not for me. We're always watching it play out and, oh, we can make all sorts of excuses for Dr. Fauci. Yeah. But why does Dr. Fauci get the benefit of excuses, but I don't, or you don't, or regular people don't? I know. I don't know. I know. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of the Rona, plenty of Rona stories to get to. Last week, uh, we discussed some of the questionable Corona deaths in the Orlando area. Of course, Florida continues to be the hot spot that the media love to focus on. Recall last week we saw local news uncovered a twenty a story of a twenty year old who died in a motorcycle crash being counted as a coronavirus death. The local reporters in Florida are at it again this time in Palm Beach. They're they're digging through coronavirus deaths there, and they found shock of shocks more of the same, more highly questionable alleged coronavirus deaths in Florida. A 90-year-old man who fell and died from complications of a hip fracture. A 60-year-old man dead from a gunshot wound to the head. These are some of the deaths in Palm Beach County recently and incorrectly labeled as COVID deaths in medical examiner records. It has 581 deaths listed. All of them tested positive for COVID-19. But CBS 12 News noticed eight cases in which the person died of something completely different, like Parkinson's or a neck fracture. We wanted to know why they were still being listed as a coronavirus fatality. Rachel Ede has the same questions. She's a Palm Beach County resident reviewing the Emmys records, and she found out out of all of these cases, just 169 were listed as COVID-19 infections without any contributing illnesses. We took our investigation to the Palm Beach County Medical Examiner's Office. Their operations manager took a look at the cases that we flagged and admitted they were errors. He says this staff is working to remove the erroneous deaths and says we should see an update in the next report that they release tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So just like last time, notice how the second these cases get investigated and challenged, the local health officials back down and reclassify yeah. the deaths. Ooh, exactly. you found imagine a, that. You found a mistake. Good job. Now, now imagine if every case across the country got yeah. this kind of scrutiny. What are we looking at? I'm not saying that this sample is certainly representative, but it is a sample of significant size. They're looking at 581 cases down in this part of Florida. Just to reiterate the math, in that sample, only 169 of the 581 deaths were shown to have no other contributing factor than coronavirus. Now, obviously, coronavirus can be present with other conditions and still be causal or accelerate a death. But... It's, it's certainly plausible to believe we're on the high end or way beyond the high end of plausible coronavirus deaths. If we were to go to the low end and really consider deaths that are only attributable to coronavirus and extract, extrapolate this ratio, that's 29% of this sample right. that are pure coronavirus deaths with no other factors. If you extrapolated that to the rest of the country, you're looking at a third. What are we sitting at? Like 150,000 deaths that's the official stat something like that is it really i don't even know you could be looking at a third of that plausibly that's low end but that's still we we you always hear the flu comparisons that's more aligned with a, a typical flu season yeah we'll see in the meantime andrew cuomo 
Governor Andrew Cuomo, who still gets praised, even though he's behind such a huge portion. I love that they rip Florida. Florida's uh, deaths per million is something like 300, something in that range. And in terms of their uh, per capita death rate on coronavirus, New York is like 1600 per million. In other words, as a, as on a per capita basis, New York has had five times plus the coronavirus deaths that Florida has, but Andrew Cuomo gets a love fest. Ron DeSantis gets villainized. Florida's the hot spot. Florida's doing it wrong. Andrew Cuomo knows all, which is why he should be in charge of everything. And that includes what food counts as food in New York now. So he's bat- he's been battling the bars in New York that have been open for outdoor drinking. And that's the key distinction. Uh, outdoor drinking versus outdoor dining. So <laughs> outdoor drinking is not allowed under the state's coronavirus restrictions, says Andrew Cuomo. Now, to get around Why? that rule, bars have been selling things like Cuomo chips. So... Technically, you're serving food and then you get a drink with the food. So it's outdoor dining, not outdoor drinking. That's the way that these establishments are trying to get around Lord Cuomo. And that's the context in which Cuomo this week says that's not good enough. New York is only open for outdoor dining, not outdoor drinking. And to count as dining, you must offer substantive food and sandwiches are the bare minimum acceptable sustenance. You can't just serve chicken wings and count that as outdoor dining. Here's, uh, here's Andrew Cuomo. Since we only have one license, we reopened bars and restaurants, but it was for outdoor dining. It was not for outdoor drinking. Bars that are now serving outdoor drinking, that was never legal. And this question of well, food <laughs> with the alcohol by our current law, any bar had to have food available. There is no bar that only serves alcohol. To be a bar, you had to have food available. Soups, sandwiches, etc. More than just hors d'oeuvres, chicken wings. You had to have some substantive food. The lowest level of substantive food were sandwiches. We opened outdoor dining Dining is you go with your friends, you sit at a table, you stay at the table, and you only connect with those people at the table, and the other table is socially distanced. <laughs> now, the, the question becomes, what if, what, we had this in the chat earlier, what if I just take wings and put them on two pieces of Wonder Bread? <laughs> like, is that, yeah. is that enough? This is totally arbitrary. It's bizarre. It's yet another example. The more control you yield to these people, the more bizarre control they'll seize to where we're sitting here dissecting and splitting hairs about the safety or what's more safe between drinking a beer at a table outside of a restaurant in New York or eating a sandwich or soup. We're, We're seriously sitting here and he's contemplating cracking down on these people because some people want more to drink than to eat. At a yeah. drinking and eating establishment. What a weird time. But yeah, I, I'm sure these people know so much. The more control we give them, the more minute, insignificant pieces of control they have like this, the better our lives will be for sure. I'm confident that they can handle this. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. Good Lord. Uh, anyway, God, God help the uh, listeners in New York. I, yeah. I wish you guys all the best. That's uh, and it's that's not even um, 
the weirdest piece of government advice or recommendation this week. If you live in Canada, specifically British Columbia, health officials up there are recommending the use of glory holes for sex. So for the pure of mind out there, including probably my parents, hi, mom and dad. This means uh, a barrier between you and your partner with a hole cut in it through which you can insert your parts. It is uh, usually used for anonymized sexual encounters, but in in this case, you can use it for disease prevention. The uh, the the website the the health department's website advises that you can use barriers like walls, e.g., glory holes, that allow for sexual contact but prevent close face-to-face contact. The health organization writes on his website. Now, I have some questions about that too. Is the sexual contact even bare, not of risk? Like, are you supposed to use protection through the glory hole? Or is the glory hole itself sufficient, even with a stranger <laughs> partner? Uh, for coronavirus sure. purposes, not for STDs, obviously. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like an aerosol Right. Can you get sexually transmitted coronavirus? I guess is the question that I'm asking from getting like saliva in your urethra. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you get it through your, through your, uh, through those Heel? parts generally? I don't know. I misses a Mr. Christian. <laughs> um, I don't know. It sounds, it stands to reason that you probably could, although I, uh, I don't, I don't really know if it like mm. localizes in the face, although <sighs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow that up with what I was thinking. We've probably gone far enough, but this, these are real pieces of advice from real health officials again. But what do you do about the glory hole? If you're a chick, you have to, what what if, what do you do if you're lesbians? I think is the real question. Yeah. They, they would uh, do what they always do, which is to use uh, some sort of strap on assistance. I would assume. Then you would be protected. Yes. Yeah. I I don't think you can get coronavirus through a strap on unless it was, you heard it here. We're worried about your safety. So if you don't want to get coronavirus, but you want to have anonymous sex, you have to use a strap on through a glory. That sounds safe. We deliver the news. We are journalists. I think that's safe. Again, <laughs> hand over minute control of your every aspect of your life to these people. They assuredly will lead us to the promised land. No doubt. Meanwhile, the mask war continues to rage on. Now, I could have picked from a dozen of examples of mass confrontations, but I just picked two because, again, the more you require these sorts of silly things, the more you recruit businesses into being your policemen to control these sorts of silly things, the more you try to force people into behaviors that they don't want to participate in, the more conflict you're going to have, the more confrontations you're going to have. Down in San Diego, a woman apparently maced a family having a picnic in the park because they weren't wearing masks while having their picnic. You can't see the macing here, but this was the family's confrontation with the woman as the guy, I guess, is fighting to take the mace from her. What are you doing? You cannot be serious. You just, you just maced him? You just maced him? You just maced him. You just maced him and their food because you disagree. Don't worry, I'm videotaping. This was the family who was maced, and I'm sure they are, you know, crazy right wing people who uh, disobey all government directives. Nope. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is so crazy. I mean, if this happens to me, if something like this happens, like I, I will attack somebody. 
Well, she I, in that situation. Th- that's battery. And the the family, yeah. this family is seeking, the, the woman is as of yet unidentified. So the family does want her charged for battery, according to this reporting. And they should. That is a crime. You can't just walk up to people and spray mace in their faces because they're not wearing what you want them to wear. That That's assault, battery, use whatever term. That's a physical attack. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned, this story out of um, of Minden, Ontario, in Canada, this was a this was where the mask war turned deadly. A 73 year old man apparently refused to wear a mask upon entering a store. This is a value mart. Looks like some kind of um, grocery store or like a small scale Target or Walmart, something like that. The man. So he walks into the store. Employees try to get him to wear a mask, and allegedly the man assaults an employee in response. The owner of the store says the man started hitting this female employee. She says the staff escorted the man out of the store and back to his car. And then he got in his car and tried to run down a store employee. (laughs) And the store says he crashed his car into the side of their store. Police say they don't see evidence of physical damage to the store. So unclear if he did that. But whatever happened, he took off and that resulted in a vehicular pursuit with the cops. The cops chasing him. He fled. It was a high-speed chase, so they, the cops discontinued the chase in the interest of public safety, but they had his license plate. They had his information, so they show up at his house, and when they show up at his house, an altercation ensued that resulted in, I guess, the cops shooting him. But the reason oh, I say, I, way to go. I guess, is because they say there's a few qualifiers in this story. The man was struck, the news release states, although it's unclear who fired the first shot and whether the officers fatally shot the man. So, one, it's possible that he shot at cops to initiate this confrontation. They don't know for a lot of details. And two, they say it's not clear if the police officer's gunshot is what killed him. That, to me, implies that it's a possible suicide. But I don't know. It seems undisputed that he died of a gunshot wound. The question is, from which gun? Yeah, really. Or was it COVID? Now, of course, of course, qualifier. I'm not saying that... If someone asks you to wear a mask, you should go on rampage across your city and try to run people over with a car. Of course not. I am saying that when you put store, when you make store employees and businesses the de facto policemen of people like Andrew Cuomo's arbitrary whims, guess what you're going to have? Silly fights. Lots and lots of silly fights that may escalate to the worst possible scenario like this one. And that's why it's good to see at least a few businesses Big businesses, I don't know if backing off is the right word, but basically saying, yeah, we have mask rules, but um, if customers want to shop without masks, we're really not going to get too aggressive about it. You have Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walgreens, CVS, and others saying they're not going to prohibit customers who refuse to wear a mask from shopping in their stores. And Walmart just came out a week or two ago saying, yeah, mandatory masks now. There's so many of these instances of confrontations ranging from just arguments to actual violence. Right. That's I don't, I don't think one people's patience is just going to wear thin that businesses will back off because of public pressure. But two, you might enter legal dicey legal territory where you might have some liability against, against people who choose to engage in these fights. Yep. So I, I, I give the mask stuff. I would say at top end, we're dealing with mask stuff until Labor Day, and then they'll roll out the new bullshit. Mask. What is it going to be? I can't what predict any be? of that. I, this year has been so unpredictable, but I guarantee you, 
give the mask stuff a few weeks and it will fade away to the latest round of bullshit. I'm hoping it's clown nose and clown wig. Those things prevent coronavirus, so you have to walk around wearing a clown nose and a clown wig. That would seem 2020 appropriate to me, but I'm sure the powers that be will be much more creative than that, I would think. Mm. I just I'm so tired of this timeline. I don't want to do it anymore. Well, you were saying people in your neck of the woods have all but submitted. It's mostly submission around here with a few people. Uh, I've seen a few trolley masks and I've seen some outright non-compliance and of course i've engaged in my own fair share of both and only it's a lot of non-compliance around here i've only had one subway employee push back on me one really i walked into subway and i had a buff like a neck gator and what i do is i usually just walk into like a grocery store i walk in to get in and then i just pull it down i don't care yeah you know that way i get in without incident but while i'm walking around the store sorry you're gonna have to come confront me if you want to make an incident out of this so I, I roll into Subway and I actually like I was trying to be good faith in this encounter in Subway. So I actually had my mask up like over my nose and everything. And I go to order and because I just don't want to speak through a muffled. I want to be heard when I'm making my stupid Subway order. I just pull down my mask and say, I want this. I want that sandwich. And the probably 25 year old Subway girl is like, I'm going to have to ask you to put that mask back up, please. I was like, oh, God. So I did. I, like I said, I just wanted the damn sandwich. I wasn't looking to troll. So I did. I put the mask back up. Then I said what I wanted, and she couldn't hear me. I had to repeat the <laughs> order several times through the goddamn mask for her to get it right, which is just, it was just an enraging just experience. perfect. Meanwhile, her manager person at this subway, an older woman who I, I think is a higher level employee at this shop, is over in the corner doing like background prep work or whatever, working on some paperwork. And she's got her mask, like her, you know, normal cloth mask with the ear loops style, just hanging off her chin. It's not covering anything. Yet I'm getting... I'm getting uh, very stern directives from the low-level employee that I need to cover my mouth while I request a sandwich from her so that she can't hear it. That was basically the encounter that I had. Absurd. Yeah. Anyway, that's the, that, that's the only pushback I've got from anybody in this town so far. You haven't, have, you, have you been masking up, or have you, what have you been doing? <laughs> no. Have you... Uh, no, I refuse to wear a mask. Uh, nobody said anything to me. But to be fair, I... Um don't do a lot except for breastfeed. I just like breastfeed for 12 hours a day and can't do anything. And then I'll just walk around town with my just breastfeeding. And so people just generally don't say anything to me. Convenient shield there. You could claim discrimination against a pregnant woman or something. And I would, (laughs) I definitely would. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that because I'm not a giant vagina. I'm, I'm not going (laughs) to wear a mask. And if anybody says anything to me, cause now we have a, a county wide mandate. Yeah, you're under Yeah, that's Um, right. I I'm going to tell everybody to get bent. I'm I'm this is absurd. I'm I'm not doing this. Hmm. Well, we'll uh we'll see where this goes. Like I said, it's uh it's the bullshit of the day. Check back tomorrow for the bullshit of tomorrow. We're going to have a new thing that we're all supposed to do within a month's time guaranteed. Oh my god, live chat. No, I'm not using my baby as a shield. I just have to breastfeed all the time and I'm going to continue to do stuff. Uh, but if somebody said that to me, I definitely would. Use yeah. I don't think you're, you're going out with the intent of using her as a prop. No, no, nope, She's just attached to me constantly. But, uh, 
but if if people come at you you will weaponize your infant <laughs> oh for sure yeah <laughs> yeah okay anyway i just have a couple stories including one piece of hoax hate but before we get to that uh it's not hoax hate but it is a similar theme We've seen these um, Black Lives Matter street murals across the country, notably Bill de Blasio in New York City outside Trump Tower, uh, painting Black Lives Matter in the street. This happened in uh, Redwood City, California. In fact, the city even supplied the paint for this Black Lives Matter mural in the street. And then seeing that the street is now a public forum, apparently, a local attorney made a request to paint MAGA 2020 in the street. And the city suddenly decided, okay, no more street murals. This is over. This this is gone. Ah, uh, I see how this is gonna go. Funny that. Here's the story. Resident Dan Pease got permission from Redwood City officials to paint the Black Lives Matter mural on Broadway Street. The city even supplied him with yellow poster paint to do it. My understanding from them was that the paint. The, the mural would last as long as the paint lasted. But last Thursday, the city washed the sign away, but only after being contacted by local attorney Maria Rutenberg, who said if the street was now a public forum, she wanted a sign of her own, reading MAGA 2020. That I saw Black Lives Matter sign appearing on a Broadway street. I figured that's going to be a new public space open for discussion, and I wanted to get my message out too. Faced with the possibility of a political or, hey, God girl. forbid, legal fight, the city suddenly decided that Dan's sign was a traffic hazard and could cause accidents, and they removed it in the middle of the night. He says he doesn't consider Black Lives Matter to be a political statement. Art Elola was also disappointed. Disappointed that in today's climate, a city cannot express the idea that black people's lives matter without starting a fight. They're afraid, you know, and uh, we that's the whole movement is we've been afraid to do what's right. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that other people put the pressure on them too. Okay. I, I love this. What's political about saying black lives matter? Okay. Well, what's political about saying we should make America great? Exactly. Exactly. What's political about that? Are you saying you oppose making America great? Clearly political statements. Both. Yeah, sure. And, and, and even if you wanted to say that they're not, do you really want to make your streets the public forum in the way this lawyer is describing you might think it end up uh, it'll end up like some work of art. It's going to end up looking like Portland. That's what it's going to end up looking like. It's not going to look good. Yeah. I, I was wondering, I was trolling the comments on the, this YouTube report because I noticed the lawyer has what sounds like an Eastern European and or Russian accent. So I was wondering if anyone, if anyone was going to theorize Russian? that she was, she was a, a Russian colluder on behalf of Trump, but not that many people were saying that. Uh, lastly, oh, how could I forget? It's that time. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. <laughs> you think they'll notice? Well, speaking of a shout out to my parents, my dad actually sent me this week's hoax hate submission. Really? This is from the tiny Carbon County News in Montana, the town of Red Lodge, where I went to high school, no less. Small town Montana, 2,500 uh, 2, people where the Rockies meet the plains in south central Montana. Now, every year in Red Lodge, there is a biker rally. Are, are you familiar with Sturgis in South Dakota? 
No. Like a big biker meetup. I'm talking like Harley guys. You know, leather wearing Harley people who all ride their motorcycles around. Like th- this thing every summer in July in Red Lodge is similar to Sturgis, but on a much smaller scale. When I waited tables in the summer there to pay my college bills, you know, I deal with these bikers all the time because they're coming into town and they're like, they're rough, they're rough guys who like to party and stuff. A lot of them are actually, a lot of them are like old dentists and doctors who get this two week period of their lives to go be like pseudo badasses and wear leather and all the, you know, but they, they came to town, they brought a lot of money. They tipped well, they're, they're rough people, but they're good people. So, yeah. and they make the town loud for a week out of the year, which, you know, I always kind of have a love hate with, but fact of the matter is they're supporting our, our small little town. Okay. Well, in, in a letter to the editor, a local man claims he encountered these bikers with a Confederate flag at one of their booths, and he confronted them only to be threatened and stalked and harassed. You want to do a reading here on a paragraph by paragraph? If you sure. Do you have it up and readable? I'll start. I do. I love Red Lodge and invest myself in helping to make it inclusive, an inclusive, kind place through volunteerism with youth, teaching, and being someone who welcomes the stranger to our town. Oh, really? I smile a lot. I am gentle. I don't pick fights. I say this because you must understand that I do not seek out trouble, but I do believe that our people, or that when people are making our town unwelcoming, I must speak up. On Friday morning, I was riding my bike with my toddler, our favorite pastime. We rolled through Broadway, and I was startled to see a Confederate flag at a booth next to Bone Daddy's bike shop this is yeah. <laughs> this is a flag associated with slavery and lynch mobs <laughs> the confederate flag reemerged after reconstruction to be a symbol of oppression to civil rights it is not a welcoming flag it is a flag that puts fear in hearts i rode up to the man in the booth and stated that we did not need this flag in our town that it makes my friends scared in their own town the owner of the booth immediately shouted at me that he would cave my head and I hope this is true. <laughs> he then followed this threat with a barrage of horrible language and more threats. I rode off on my tiny bike, feeling very disturbed on the very street I bike and walk every day. I was shocked that anyone would say the things he did in the presence of a toddler. Oh my word. Oh my word. The next morning was Saturday. So yeah, he, he saw the Confederate flag Friday on his bike ride. The next morning is Saturday. Every Saturday morning since the murder of George Floyd, a group of citizens of all ages walks downtown to Lyons Park to stand in solidarity with people all over the world who oppose racism. There's never any inappropriate or inappropriate behavior from anyone in the group. Today, as we walked quietly, holding our signs, we were met with a gauntlet of hatred, threatening gestures, aggressive driving. <laughs> It's like two drivers in the damn town and ugly language. We were followed by men wearing swastikas, swastika, swastika henchmen are following them. Yeah. They threatened young women in our group by suggesting they'd rape them. A woman in our group was pushed. Misogynistic language was hurled at us from every direction. We were carrying out an American duty to stand for the values our country professes. We didn't expect everyone to love our message. But we could not expect that this city would allow an event where bullies and racists are emboldened. Some may look at our peaceful walk as ill-advised. To them I ask, do we deserve to walk safely in our own downtown? I am ashamed our town allows brutal people to feel comfortable here. 
while peaceful citizens who help maintain much of what is good about Red, Red Lodge were made to feel deeply scared. I'm shaking as I write this. I'm literally shaking. <laughs> I never expected to be surrounded by gang members wearing swastikas mm. in Red Lodge. Our peaceful group taking a walk for stand and standing for anti-racism is not the problem here. It is the welcoming treatment our city offers outlaws who flaunt our laws. Travic Burdick. Travis Burdick. Mm. Uh, okay, so first of all, swastika men were stalking you, shoving you, threatening to rape the women with you on the main street of this tiny town. But there are no witnesses and you didn't report it to police. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Trust me, the cops in Red Lodge don't have that much to do. They busted us for skateboarding all the time. My brother once got a ticket yeah. for skitching on a car, like holding onto a car while riding a skateboard. Ticketed for that. Okay. <laughs> this is what we're talking Aww. about in this town. There's not swastika henchmen following people around. And if there were, somebody would have seen it. Now, second, Mr. Burdick, you claim that you don't pick fights, that you don't seek out trouble. You welcome everyone. What is this story? This is, story, uh, this is a story of you seeing someone you don't like and confronting them in the way that you exactly, say that you don't. Exactly, doing exactly that. And then yeah. making up a self-righteous story to try to get them kicked out of town because you're so welcoming. So the title here inclusive at a cost that's the title of this op-ed oh. so you mean that perhaps inclusivity is not always a virtue that perhaps there are some people who should be excluded who are they what are they what are the principles in play here because all this letter says to me is tolerance until i don't like you and then it's intolerance and smearing and lying I, I I don't know. I was I was thinking this this pissed me off, admittedly, because it's it's the smearing of local business people and a small town to which I am closely familiar. Right. So I I, I was thinking maybe I should respond to the local paper and see if they'll actually publish me because uh, I kind of want to say evidence or shut the hell up. You're not going to smear I the good people of this town. Going to. Kind of curious to see if they might, but. But uh, anyway, I just I love the hypocrisy here. Oh, I'm a person who doesn't really confront people and wants everyone to feel welcome, except for when I'm confronting people and telling people they're unwelcome. Right, right. Cool. Good for you, man. You're a real hero. Anyway, ridiculous. That's a show. Um, let's uh, see. Let's check in on D Live really. I think we might be good over there. Lots of people. I think we are good as far as chats. A ton of you guys gifting subscriptions over on DLive. So thank you for keeping the DLive community alive and well. That is much appreciated. Uh, appreciate you guys keeping that uh, operational over there. Thank you for that. I could hop in um, back over on Streamlabs. Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, Crypto Crick was up last. Oh, there still are a couple more. Oi96er, uh, Keith Ellison as a Minnesota AG is evidence of systemic affirmative action. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. Systemic racism in a very positive direction for the Keith Ellisons of the world, yeah. Shadineer says Portland, Chicago, and so on have elected leaders that are supporting groups that advocate for the abolition of the United States. If, and this is a hypothetical, they can they continued to reelect those leaders. At what point should those areas be declared an open insurrection? Well, the the oath to uphold and defend the Constitution is supposed to mean something. And I think yeah. if you betray that oath and you betray the constitutional 
prescriptions and values of this country, especially with violence. And this is, this is what gets interesting. Um, I had an emailer ask me this to what degree are these mobs, the henchmen of the democratic party? Basically, I don't have evidence to suggest that party bosses are directing the, the Portland Antifa mob, for example, but there's no doubt that it's politically useful to the democratic party generally. And they appear at, at best indifferent to it at worst kind of active cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not an insurrection in a clearly organized way. But there is anti-constitutional violence going on that elected officials are at least okay with, if not right. cheering for it. Yeah. You're really blurring a lot of lines there. Important questions to think about. Bill says, it's been a sad week. Baseball has been a major part of my life since the mid-90s. Yeah, it's... Uh, same, same here, man. It's disappointing to see they want to try and drive out the only base of fans they had at all because some... <laughs> Because some joggers can't get done committing crimes. Bread and circuses, Ooh. I guess. I, I, hey, if I get banned for saying the word joggers, uh, I guess that's a good way to go. Radicus says, I want someone to go full troll and request BLM or commies as a street mural and a giant helicopter of peace and Pinochet did nothing wrong or maybe a full-on Confederate flag. Yeah. We, yeah, it's called free speech and the government cannot make content-based uh rules or distinctions like that if it's open to one person's political message it's got to be open to them all so let me know if you get those murals done crypto crook also says that woman from redwood city california is russian i can tell it from the accent i'm telling you u.s desperately needs more based russians that's a good example of why hey you could do worse than that lady i would think yeah yeah she's pretty foxy we're um, caught up over on uh on streamlabs as well i left we? off uh winter with a y w-y-n winter uh said i haven't donated in a while here's some shekels i forgot about hog i wished uh, i didn't remember him in other news razor fist made good points on abolishing the black pill from my thought deo valente uh, huh. i'll have to listen i could use I, as someone who normally does not have a lot of trouble finding some optimism it's been tough lately man yeah it it's really been has. dark dark and bleak um, incompetent hands blonde. I took your advice. I dominated the women I work with and made them think they're dumb. Nice. Also, do you know a good attorney? If anyone is hiring lol, thanks for the safe space. I hope you did take my advice. It was good advice and good, good luck. I don't know where to send it. And, uh, someone who's looking for work in the legal field, unfortunately, but yeah. good luck with that. I don't know if that implies, did you lose your job? <laughs> like what happened? I don't know, but maybe he's just messing with us. Um, uh, good flying... for you for taking a stand. Flying Mikey's shop says, pull all federal employees and federal funding from Oregon. Let the state I was born and raised in rotten hell as far, as far as I'm concerned. I'm ashamed of that city and state. I like your vitriol. Oh, I'm sure if we remove the federal terrorists that it will prosper. Oregon will prosper and flourish for yeah. sure. Just remove the terrorists. Yeah. Um, I'll do a few more and then I'm going to have to feed the baby again. Okay. Uh, Grumbledore. In Ted's defense, he didn't see anything as it was behind him and he can't turn around because that's how he takes it from these commies. <laughs> it's the people's hole. Oh my God. That was, <laughs> that was a good one. You know, when I think about your parents watching this, it makes me really want to scale it back. Uh, no. I, no. My parents, would, they like to laugh at spicy, edgy things. They're not going to say them, though. They'll yeah. never say them. They will laugh, though. They will laugh and smirk. Harv Prentice says, I've given my support for exterminatus of Portland. The entire city is irredeemable. I hear you. I hear you. That's how I feel about Seattle. Um, mm. Frank Underwood, 
What will it take for the right to grow some balls and stop placating and negotiating with the left? Ask yourself, what would Pinochet do? I know. Couldn't this be solved by a few helicopters? I like I'm constantly watching this protester footage. I'm like, can we just like kill a few of them and see if the rest of them fall on the line? Defensively, Susan. But that's defensively. But that's the thing. What will it take? The violation of your rights. And that's why I think we're seeing a lot of these these encounters happening. You've got the armed response of the McCloskeys. You've got the case in Michigan at the Chipotle. You've got what's going on with the feds in Portland. You've got what happened in Austin. I I understand that sometimes that threshold of what aggression prompts a a response to be not far enough, too far for some people's taste. But I see more acts of justified defense than ever. I can't remember a time yeah. like this where we're seeing these aggressions that are being met and in many cases thwarted by people armed or at least prepared to defend themselves. And I think that's a good thing. I, I agree that um, there are certain parts of the country, Portland especially, where it's where it's just gone. It's gone. Way, way, way too far. But that's the that's kind of the point. You can't rely on the government to protect you. It's it's up to you at the end of the day. Ted Wheeler is not going to do it for you. He can't bend over any further for the mob. Nope. So Nomad 062. Keep, keep an eye out. Thanks, Frank. Yep. Uh, the statute McCloskey's charged under requires that the gun being brandished in an angry manner is capable of immediate use. All right. Although the law doesn't, as stated, doesn't seem to protect anybody anymore. James Fields. Cough, cough. James Fields. <laughs> the official position of this show james fields did nothing wrong <laughs> i'm just saying that it would be awesome if trump pardoned him some mistakes we should, were made we should be day. not really we should be breaking him out of jail like wasn't he the canary in the coal mine for this i agree that uh, as we've talked about before to be completely sincere the the first degree murder charge is nonsensical and there are a lot of relevant factors that appear to be completely overlooked, including what is on tape, the attack of the car that happened. Now, does the attack on the car, I think that justifies a reasonable person to get out of there. Does it justify a reasonable person to plow into an entire crowd of people? That's where you... That, what if the only way to get out of there is to plow into an entire crowd of people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I agree that there are facts that are overlooked. I, I can't... Uh, you'll have to... James Fields did nothing wrong. You're going to have to get me... If you, First, you'll have to get me to uh, to get on board with Repeal the 19th. Then we can work on James Fields. You know, it's one step at a time. It's one step How at a time for Repeal cucks like me. How is Repeal the 19th more difficult? <laughs> I just don't understand. No, I'm saying if, that's if, the first step. That's the first oh, step. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. If he wasn't uh, being perceived as a white nationalist, he would totally get off. Like this African dude in Seattle is nothing's going to happen. Yeah, what's the status on that? He did get charged, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was story. manslaughter. I'm not sure, though. Um, somebody in live chat just said, Heather Heyer had COVID. Yes, she was the first <laughs> case of COVID. Um, Ryan F says, watching Blonde visibly censor herself is really making the show. The facial <laughs> expressions look like she's literally eating backwards. I know that I could just tank this show in two seconds saying, 25% of what I actually want to say. So I keep it at about 10% and we're just going to keep riding this line until we get, we get nuked. Yeah. Well, until um, we, we are the masters of walking Susan's tightrope. That's all I know. For whatever reason we survive. So because somebody's on the inside that thinks that I, you're funny or something. Like I, that. What a, yeah. What a fucking, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, but, but like, actually, we've got somebody that likes us for some reason. I received an email from somebody who claimed to have knowledge of that. I can't reveal who this is. I can't reveal what they said, but I think there's plausible reason to believe that might be the case. It's one of the few explanations I have that someone on the inside has our back for some reason. 
And this person claimed that there's to claim to have knowledge that would support that theory. That's all I can say. So if you're that guy and you're tuning in, Hey, thanks. We appreciate it. Now, uh, get Susan out of the way and take ownership of the company not ownership, but management. You know what you have to do, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Royal winds. Look at what our once great nation has become. Any Republican with an ounce of courage should be screaming for the immediate restoration of order nationwide order before Liberty. Uh, I agree. Well, freedom and liberty don't mean much if your rights are being violated on that front. I can agree for sure that that the pure chaos where your rights mean nothing and are not defended is not the sort of freedom or liberty that you actually want. You do have to have the order of rights being properly defended for freedom to exist. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the disgruntled DM cough, cough, Woodrow Wilson. That's right. Cough, cough. That is right. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go feed the baby. I'll be back at 830. I don't think you'll be done by then. I might, uh, but um, but I'll you know just check back and and we'll see what uh, what the status is. But yeah, I'm happy to read on. Okay, thank you. Thank you guys. Okay, uh, next up we got uh, hi hi Ram hi Ram. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. What about the Germans and Italians we had at, at internment camps? They don't count because they don't fit the narrative. Um, I don't know the history of that that much. Oh, uh, and thanks for supporting the show. I guess this, this one, I, this one didn't meet the threshold. I shouldn't have read it. No, I should look more into the history of that. My understanding is we didn't intern them on the same scale, but maybe I'm missing something. Admittedly, I'm not a, a great internment history mind, so I'll have to read up on it. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Son of the Wolf says, I definitely wouldn't mind a hose for everyone platform. Got a lot of gardening to do, if you know what I mean. Yeah, good. That sounds like... um self-sustainability let's see staff saber says i work at a large hospital near a supposed coronavirus hotspot i have worked with covid19 patients less than two percent of nursing staff in critical care tested positive including me death count inflated well thank you for uh for the info and your experience there and of course thanks for doing what you do uh, i appreciate you chiming in and supporting the show jonathan ferry ferrier Barrier? I'm not sure we got the proper pronunciation on this one. The ninth season of Fred Armisen's Portlandia took a real dark turn. Sure, it had some funny bits now and then, but I would not recommend one out of ten. Ironic, because I really loved that show. I really loved living in that city. Even before everything went absolutely insane, I considered Portlandia to be somewhat of a documentary. Portland, Portland used to be that sort of quirky, eclectic town with a lot of cool, uh, interesting places to visit and a lot going on. And it was comparatively relatively safe there were some sketchier parts of town but it was a clean city with a lot to do and a lot of cool stuff to see now uh i don't want anything to do with it i i used to love that city i wanted to stay there now i have no desire to go anywhere close to it anytime soon thanks for supporting the show ken nichols says skag is getting hardcore angry i'm so proud of you did i get that fired up tonight i don't know um but it's as i mentioned it's Optimism is in short supply. I don't know what's easier to find right now. Ammunition, ammunition or optimism. Both are very difficult to locate. So I'm definitely looking for reasons to be happy and uh, uplifted and enthusiastic for the future. But it's getting tough, man. Christoph Harper says, uh, oh, my God. Garrett Foster's pronouns are was and were. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, where's why is shot working i gotta i gotta prop that that was owed on that one there we go late is better than never uh 
RSUNIV. Uh, I missed the show live last week uh, and I'm not a progressive freeloader. Here's my contribution to your great show. Stay strapped or get clapped. Well, that's very kind of you. Thanks for keeping I am not us gonna be niggardly. in business around here. And I agree uh, if you if you watch everything that's going on and you do not feel inclined to stay strapped, uh, you're going to be in trouble. So but the good news is I get I'm getting emails several a week of people saying, hey, listen, I've seen enough. I'm taking the step to take my own safety into my own hands. What should I do? What should I buy? Where should I go? How do I get involved in this? And it's awesome because this is the same sort of path that friends of the show helped me navigate two or three years ago when I was more of a common sense gun control type person. And to have those lessons passed on to me from those guys and to be able to pay it forward to other people who are now reaching out to me, it's awesome. So that's a silver lining to appreciate for sure. And thanks for supporting the show. Angry Bell Sprout says uh, Austin commies claim that he ran a red light and aimed for the crowd. APD needs to get commies off the street. So that's the allegation is that the car driver was aggressively driving. So presumably the AK fire was in self-defense then. I'm sure that's what we're going to hear is the driver was trying to kill the wheelchair bound girlfriend hero uh, redheaded hero ginger guy shoots him or tries to with apparently very poor aim shoot with an AK and um and fails and then gets shot in self-defense but uh, somehow or another he'll be a hero for sure you can count on that darlene says uh test mandate is coming in 74 unit california complex locked down after three positive key cards deactivated officers posted at exits only one other positive found happened in austin about a month ago at a government complex of four or five apartment buildings wow yeah, so all of a sudden you'll have to be coronavirus vaccinated, coronavirus tested and approved. You'll have to have your uh, your little card or your chip to live any semblance of a once normal life in this country. I, I could see it happening. Uh, definitely. I don't like the trajectory that we're on. Thanks for the info, darling. Jacob C says, evening gang. Hope you and yours are fine. My break from politics this past week went swimmingly. Never felt better. Might keep the politicking to weekends so I can make my weeks more productive. Glad streams like these can help me catch up on things. Thank you for supporting the show as well. I am not going to be niggardly. And you probably have a good plan there. If you're able to turn off politics and be productive for most of your time or during the week, catch up with it later. And uh, you'll probably live a much more productive, much happier life. So that sounds like a plan to me. Thanks for keeping us in business, Jacob. I appreciate it. Freddy Sauce says, oh, fuck that. My girlfriend said she'd want a cop 100%. She was staying in Minneapolis with my family, taking the bus to work. She got really uneasy with the influx of homeless people and is now back with me in the truck in Arizona. Well, that's good to hear that she's safe. But yeah, I can't imagine that anyone would say, oh, no, no, it's fine. Uh, I know that I was just the victim of a sexual assault, but cops are not necessary here. I would just like a, a friendly counselor to tell me how to how to emotionally and, and uh, mentally navigate the trauma I just endured. Maybe it's the male part in me. Maybe it's different from women. Uh, my first priority would be take a gun and go get that guy who did that because uh, he needs to face justice immediately. That would be my reaction, but maybe I'm old fashioned. Nailis Nailis Roland says Florida statutes 876.1.2 through 0.15 prohibit adults wearing masks in public at gatherings or on other people's private property. Seems at odds with many business policies and local government requirements. I've heard, yeah, I, I, I know that there's conflicts in the law. I've heard in some jurisdictions, some states, you can't legally concealed carry while being masked either, which that's not the case in Montana. 
as far as my research has shown. There's no law against that. But am I supposed? If it was, am I supposed to make the choice between exercising my rights to protect myself versus complying with this stupid, arbitrary quasi law that I'm supposed to wear a stupid piece of cloth over my face? A lot of interesting complications there. And of course, as we've talked about on this show frequently, how funny is it that the line between Antifa terrorist and good upstanding citizen, the line between their physical appearances is now blurred. Now a person who looked like an Antifa terrorist six months ago looks like a person who's concerned about coronavirus and keeping you safe because of his mask and his hoodie and all that. What a time. What a time. Black Wing says uh, shootings happen at protests like in Austin uh, as uh, the, the shootings happening at protests like in Austin is merely peaceful protests intensifying. I see. If I am to use the same line of thinking ABC News is using. Yeah, well, it's certainly getting more intense. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Blackwing. Freddy Sauce also says there's a picture that shows the Austin, Texas dude brandishing the gun at the ready with the mob of people that gathered around the car when it stopped. Apparently, Billy Badass met the real Billy Badass. I haven't seen the photo, but given the rest of the information here, I could see it. Like this dude, based on the interview, I'm not saying that he for sure ran out and was just a, it's not evidence to conclude that he for sure went out to be an aggressor, but the statements he issued, I'm sure would be used against him in a court of law. If he were alive to face any potential charges, they are not statements that say, listen, I'm just here to defect to protect my rights and my property and the rights of those around me. He had some kind of aggressive statements. I'm going to do what I want. And the rest of the people are too big of pussies to stop me. Yikes. Not a good look. Laurel says uh, the 3% showed up in Louisville in respectable numbers. The police did a good job keeping them separate. The three percenters didn't make the news because they had no negligent discharge. Probably more disciplined. Yeah, probably more disciplined. Thank you, Laurel, for the update. Sayoirsi? Sorry, that one's tough. Could the protesters please, please move from the highways to the railroad tracks for Blonde's amusement? And I think, uh, and that fantastic thunkity thunkity thonk thunkity thunkity thunk thonk soundtrack uh <laughs> that, were, that brings me back to red dead redemption if you played that game and got that achievement uh well, you'd probably see something like that yeah let's see if i can find my spot again i had to um had to I had to reload and find my spot in susan's susan's list here there we go evil black cat says have you ever noticed these protesters started and maybe before then that we haven't had any oh since the protest started and before then we haven't had any school shootings or mass shootings they either just stopped or know a new way to get away with it it's that's true i haven't heard we've had these shooting events at some of these protests but like a school shooting or a mass shooting in the traditional that's a weird way to say it but you get what i mean the sense the the context that we're more used to seeing these events happen it's been a little while i think you're right about that uh I bought IBBO TPN, uh, a little extra sanity safe space for me, please. Well, thank you for supporting the show as well. I am not very kind of you. Me. And of course, um, you know, I appreciate you guys keeping us operational. And, and I know that if Susan decides to strike that this community is going to survive and, and, and we'll carry on elsewhere. Thanks to, thanks to supporters like you. So thank you for that. Very much appreciated. Ryan Agri says, just love just love guys and wanted to send uh, send my shekels. I appreciate it. Matt Wilkerson says Austin PD reports the deceased idiot did not fire his AK 
did not uh the driver admits that he shot first and the two volleys are the driver first and then a second armed protester shooting the car okay i mean if that's austin pd saying it that uh i'll I'll have to see the source on that but i'll take your word for it if that's what confuses me about that is the sound the sound sounds so loud but it could be the perspective of the of the camera too uh, in the first few shots and then the, the follow-up shots sound comparatively softer. I guess that depends on the, the firearms, the position of the shooter relative to the, to the phone doing the recording. But just to recap, if this is accurate, the guy with the AK never fired. The driver admits that he shot first and the two volleys are the driver first and a second arm protester shooting at the car. Okay. If that's, if that's what happened, we'll have to see. I wonder if that is the case. Why we had heard the prior report that the guy was released. I don't know if that's true. Bottom line, there's a lot more facts to figure out in this story. So we'll have to follow up as they become available. And thanks for the update, Matt. Uh, Freddie Sauce says, South Park episode Cartoon Wars. Uh, Cartman, I'm going, to use, I'm going to use fear to get them to do what I want. Bart, isn't that like terrorism? Cartman, no, it's like, it isn't like terrorism. It is terrorism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair point. Uh, Myrna says, uh, blonde and Matt still not engaged MJ here. Thanks for your response to my boyfriend's super chat. After we talked about our future plans, hopefully I'll have a new last name before I graduate from college in 2022. Well, that's good to hear. And congratulations. All the best to you guys. Let me tell you, um, without getting too personal, it's a weird time to be trying to get married right now. Anyway, I'm getting a little nervous about, uh, what's supposed to be a wedding in October for me and the future misses. And, uh, well, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about uh, potentially having to postpone, depending on what BS is attempted. So, you got time, and congratulations. Polaris says, "Hey guys, first time watching live in a month. Ironically, while at while at additional weapons training, I just shared some of my per diem and uh, saying there's soldiers. Uh, thankful you're getting the facts out. Oh well, thank you for uh, for keeping us operational, and of course, uh, thanks to those guys for supporting uh, the country and and uh, or for serving the country rather. And um, and and I'm glad to hear that you are keeping yourself prepared as well. Thanks for supporting. Uh, Truculent Phillips says last night last night's shootings were nonstop here in Flint. Our EMS was nonstop all night. Getting pretty tense here. Started bringing my rifle into work daily. Hope for the best, prep for the worst. Thanks for the sanity safe space. Wise words to live by and stay safe out there in Michigan. Because you know Whitmer is not going to keep you safe. Good luck. Uh, David Mine says, my wife and I had our first child this week and I wanted to let you all know that we're doing our part in winning the culture war. Raising a godly family is the best way to reshape society. Thank you for the sanity safe space. Well, congratulations, David. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, all the best to your family. Enjoy your little one. Freddy Sauce says, last one, hey, Blonde, treat yourself to a good time and check out the song The Vengeful One by Disturbed, the official animated video. We need to do that uh, figuratively, of course. Well, I will uh, highlight that one, see if I can return to it to forward it to Blonde for you. Thanks, Freddie. Capitalism for the win said, just wanted to shout out, uh, we build the wall. I haven't heard a lot of wall news lately, to be honest. I don't know what the status is. Thank you. Shotgun Willian says, Abigail Shapiro was sentenced to prison for... <laughs> i can't i can't read this can i she was smuggling her uh according to the chatter enormous milkers under her sweater back in january uh, oh man well uh she can sing really well i do know that i've seen the twitter songs 
and she 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 can sing the opera tunes very well. So, congratulations to Ben on that. Laurel says, uh, "Shout out to my baby girl who is doing a military camp in Alabama for the second year in a row. She just finished the medic program and started the ranger program today. She's planning on a military career. Well, that is great to hear. Congratulations to her. Thank you, Laurel, and of course, thanks to her and to your family for your service." to the country. And of course, thanks to Laurel for all you do and uh, giving us some of your legal expertise from time to time. Very much appreciated. Kai Hube says, uh, from a longtime fan from the people's Republic of Kanakistan, I want to hear something that will make, do you want to hear something that will make your freedom sense tingle? I just purchased a Smith and Smith and Wesson 500 Canadian downside though, transfer time so far, three months and counting. Wow. Wow, good luck with that. Um, I'm actually familiar, unfamiliar with the firearm, but I'm looking it up now. Okay, just a giant revolver. That, uh, yeah, that'll 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 stop someone who has bad intentions against you for sure. That looks like, um, yeah, a fifty caliber, uh, fifty caliber cartridge in that thing too. That looks like a gun I'd probably be too afraid to shoot, to be honest. That one would be a little bit intimidating, but I hope the weight will be worth your time. And of course. You got to protect yourself. So that looks like a good way to do it. Congratulations. Byron Mossier says, uh, Mosier? Mossier? Sorry about mispronunciation. Shout out to Mike Hawk for always staying hard during these tough times. Shout out indeed. He's a good guy. Liberative says, did you see the embarrassing first pitch by Fauci? Did you catch the number of his jersey? 19. I did. I was watching that and I, I thought that was bizarre too. I don't, as far as I can tell, nobody's explained that, but I have to assume that it's COVID-19 that it's trolling or something like that. Um, if you have more information on why that was the case, I would love to see it. Stellar J. Atkins says the red Redskins have just changed their mascot to a potato problem solved. Right. I would think, I would think that would be, that'd be funny. Downskated says, so after much research, I found the answer to the milk and bowl question. I pour my milk first and then pour the hot baked beans in the milk afterwards. Again, there is no sensible person who pours milk in the bowl before the cereal. And I know this again, it's a good time for you to come back. Mm. I know that sometimes you have two servings of cereal. So you, you pour a bowl of cereal, you eat it. There's still milk in the bowl. You want more cereal. You pour cereal into the bowl. I get that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the initial serving in the initial serving. Nobody pours milk into the bowl before the cereal. That's not a thing. Monsters. That's for terrorists. That's for communists. That's for anti-Americans. That's for just plain weirdos. Whoever these people are. That was uh downskated. Stealth Hispanic says, Matt, you forgot about the Washington football team's name. It's ableist. You could really push a <laughs> it could really push a morning black quadriplegic into questionable spots on the road. Oops, too late. Oops. We actually did I again more claims of fact about the Austin thing that I can't verify, but you know, we got to do what we can well live. We had someone claim that the, according to the admission of the guy in the car, that the AK guy never shot the guy in the car shot first. And then one of the protesters shot back at the car. That's what I just heard a few minutes ago from uh, super chatter, Matt. So again, if you're listening to this tomorrow, Tuesday, later in the week, check back on that story. It's almost certain to have additional facts that we didn't have at the time this aired. But still, uh, you know, we, we reserve the right to make horribly insensitive jokes about uh, all, all parties involved. Let's see. Um, Flying Mikey Shop says, what is BLM backwards? MLB. <laughs> yeah. Convenient. Cy Cooper. Is that right? Yes, Cy. Not, not okay. Cy. 
It's official. Professional sports are now a dumpster fire. I know, right? Yeah. I just don't want to sit and watch a Marxist anti-America pre-show. I just don't want to have to hate my country as a precondition to being entertained. Me neither. Crash test. If you want a never-ending supply of cringe, check out the op-eds published by Teen Vogue's Twitter. It's so fun to respond. Uh, They've given me my new favorite racist phrase. (laughs) Work hard. Be nice. It sounds very racist. Wow. Alex Lawson, the WNBA has never made a profit since its inception, and the NBA has been shoveling money into this pit of a league for more than 20 years. Yikes. Uh, Stogies Mm. and Boomsticks says, I swore off pro sports years ago for various reasons, stupid strikes, dumbass rule changes, mostly politics seeping in with this ass hattery. I will never watch again. I hear you. It really bums me out. I I think I'm going to do baseball and football free this year, which... I have free time. That's <laughs> that's the uh, that's the upside. I have a few extra hours to allocate to something else. Yep. Yeah. Angry Bellsprout says, should Trump be more like Lincoln just to spend habeas corpus and disappear journalists, <laughs> state legislators, et cetera, and do other such good guy For sure. moves? For sure. I wish. Evil Zombie Town. Matt and I once made love. It was so long ago. I almost forgot it was a thing. Thank um, you. I remember. Kyra I'll never forget. <laughs> Tetia is in the process of getting their own 2A for their constitution, making it a right to own a weapon for self-defense. The current version of the law includes firearms. Good. That's good to hear. Kirby D. Matt, I think glory holes are safe from COVID. You just got to rub some gold bond on that little guy. Okay. Brizzle says, I'm 40 minutes behind. That's clearly a rifle. Then pistol. I know Garrett, me and the boys were talking about it. Uh, We're not friends with him. Matt's theory is on point and blonde's jokes are excellent. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, but that's contrary to the claims that we just heard. But man, again, if that initial fire was handgun fire, now I guess it's possible that the guy driving the car had a rifle or even a, a compact gun of a rifle caliber. That's possible. Seems unlikely, but we'll just have to wait and see on this one. Um, Sean Garvey says make a point to not wear a mask Matt people need to be reminded that they they are and can be free bring the sanity safe space out to the real world yeah that's my thinking and I've I've done this kind of trolley mask thing and that was kind of fine like doing the mosquito that was fun to do the mosquito net thing and other stuff but I agree that the point needs to be made my thinking on getting through the door first is that the point needs to be made where everyone's going to see it and if I'm stopped at the door and I can't enter then the point can't be made. So that's been the strategy that I've taken. Get in the door and then don't. Then don't wear it. Just show show everyone that this is a nonsense show. Right. They don't really have to abide by if they don't want to. Um, Polaris 9009. Speaking of mask BS, I flew out on two planes. Both planes were packed and everyone had to be masked the entire flight. But of course, six feet social distancing is mandatory for the airport rental car line. That is really? so dumb. I heard some airlines had blocked off the middle seats like they had greatly reduced capacity. But even that's not six feet, obviously. Uh, Potmon says my daughter and I played a game while driving across West Texas a few years ago. Count the Confederate flags versus the roadkill roadkill one with 118 but just barely wow that's kind of surprising mac grindle no no thank you sir or ma'am i am not going to be niggered Um, appreciate it jk red whoa pd city redwood city yeah is southwest of tran francisco median (laughs) 
you'd think the academically inclined and tech geeks would ask, why is this Eastern European woman supporting Trump? Never a thought, I assure you. Right? Not in the YouTube comments, at least. That wasn't that wasn't commonly expressed. I was surprised. Bobby Collins says, I want snoo snoo with the lawyer more than once. <laughs> I have not heard 90. that. Snoo snoo? That's a term? I've not heard I, that I one. like it, though. Um, I heard a creepily similar, similar story with trucks instead of bikes from a friend. Had to tell my friend that his friend was lying. Also, it's too dangerous to be unmasked. It's too dangerous to be out. I hear you. Mm. Uh, I can't say that, Derek Care- Finley. Careful. For fuck's sake. Careful. Careful. Uh, uh, Sean McVeigh in before lying Ted Wheeler becomes a thing. It's a matter of time. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a nickname yet, does he? Two-way Edu says, Matt, how many times I have to super chat to get blonde <laughs> to finally say my YouTube channel name right? Is that, is that wrong? I think it's Second Amendment Education. It's an abbreviation for Second Amendment oh, Education. Yeah. yeah. Do I always say 2A you do? You might, but I, I, sorry about that, but I appreciate the support for the show. Thank you. Second Amendment education, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Sorry. Um, Baha Bahina fam says, Tim Pool thinks he walks the edge of being banned from YouTube. Dude is a far leftist in comparison to y'all. Matt and Blonde, best show on YouTube. We watch every Sunday. Much love from California. Thank you. Oh, no, well, thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, if, if Tim Pool were ever to be banned, uh, I, I mean... Come on, man. That's that's that that is that's the point crazy. of no return. YouTube is yeah. officially over if that were to happen. Polaris nine zero zero nine. Matt, the government already has a stance. July eighteenth, from what I understand, military members can't fly any non US flags, especially Confederate and Black Lives Matter flags. Well, at least it's both, I guess. Yeah, I've I've heard from a lot of military members that Confederate imagery is uh, being purged from the armed forces all over. Uh, you know, military, I suppose can uniformity and all that stuff is very important within the military. I understand that that doesn't outrage me too much, I suppose. But when we start, when we start talking about deleting history from the general public and really teetering on infringing on the free speech rights of, of people just for having a Confederate flag, whether it's the government or private individuals, like in the hoax, hate, that's a guy just confronting people because they have the flag that I'm much more concerned with than whether say active military can have the Confederate flag on base or something like that. Yeah. Um, Skip Mayfield says, ha ha hero ginger. That's a good one, Matt. <laughs> Everyone has to have a hero. He was today's. Yep. Mac Grindle says live rounds against the green lasers. Those things blind. Uh, Ted Wheeler was, yeah. uh, thank you, Mac. Uh, Ted Wheeler was saying I am not going to be niggardly. that he has received Intel that the feds are going to start using live rounds. Well, I mean, you you guys are the the rioters in Portland are using quasi lethal weaponry, explosives, fires, lasers that can blind. Maybe not yeah. lethal in that case, but life altering. Yep. Uh, listen, if you if you end up in a live fire war, you you've established a war zone in your city. All right, you've had plenty of time to stand down, and you're not. You're getting only more aggressive. But I yeah. don't have much sympathy for you. Sorry. Connor Calabas says, my girlfriend shouted me out on last week's stream and didn't want me to return the favor. Literally, the BS they try to pull is hysterical. I wonder what BS will come in November after the election or yeah. before the election. I mean, I can't even imagine the magnitude of the shitstorm we're about to step into. Mark G.I. Hey, Matt, do you have a family heritage in Virginia City, Montana? Was talking to my 80-year-old grandma about your content. She knew a family with your last name. My family was the vigilante biz and hung the town sheriff. Well, that's cool. It's a very historic city. I don't have a lot of Montana heritage. No, my entire family is uh, is from Minnesota. Uh, 
there, I think there might've been one person uh, on one of my grandma's sides who maybe had lived in Montana for some period of time, a long time ago, but that was not in this part of the state. Virginia city's not that far from where I live, but yeah, I don't, I don't have longstanding Montana family. Bobby Collins. Don't make me send you another milk before cereal video. (laughs) Viva la resistance. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that was a good one. Ray Price, we pour milk in the bowl before cereal here in Portland. You would, you freak. Sounds about right. Uh, Potato Grower is the last one. Now that Major League is dead, can I interest anyone in a membership at their local rock climbing gym? That's a pretty good idea. Yes, use the time productively. I mean, for me, baseball was that background thing. But football, like football is the sport that I sit down and actively watch. But I But I know that that's going to be another Marxist pre-show this fall, too. So I'm already preparing to step out. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to save the the time is um is on football. All right, over on Streamlabs, uh, Candy Mac with another update. She says we are seeing more severe cases, but continue to have ICU capacity. I don't know if we'll ever know the truth on coronavirus. A doctor I work with got it about a month ago and cannot return until he gets a negative test. He's had five positives so far. Are they all counted? Good question. But he keeps testing positive, even though it's the same case. I does, guess so. Does he count as five cases? Yeah, I don't know. And Phil says, it's always some jackass from a lovely supermajority white town complaining about racism. They have no idea how good they have uh, they have it and seem to have a desire to ruin everything that makes it nice to live there. They have tarred, or they need tarred and feathered. Yeah, we'll see. There was talk about changing the name of the town, too. Red Lodge is named for the uh, teepees of the Crow tribe. They had red teepees. That's the origin of the town name. Yeah, that's uh, that's politically insensitive now. So there was a poll in the paper, too. Should you should we change the name of Red Lodge? I was happy to see 93 percent. No response. That that was good. to see. Let's see. Um, I think. Oh, wow. Base dollar. Thank you uh, for supporting the show over on D live. That is much. appreciated. I am not going to be niggardly. Thanks for keeping us operational. And uh, and that's it. If we're caught up on Super Chat, we're all set. All Anything right, else before we get out of here? No, I don't think that's it. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us through. Hey, I think getting that show done in under three hours is an accomplishment. Remarkable. So thanks for hanging out with us, guys. And again, I'll stress, we will return to the Austin story next week with more information. I'm sure uh, I will have to retract half the stuff I said tonight. Probably. <laughs> and uh, But we'll come back with different jokes next week and it'll be good. If you're listening later on demand, do check up on the Austin story. There's probably more information. We appreciate you tuning in. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, or with the earlier Super Chat, if you're looking to listen to the show, take us on the go. Spotify is the latest place to do it. It's linked in the description and on the website, but we got all sorts of audio platforms where you can listen. Linked as well. You can listen back to the call-in show and other extra material over there. You can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. In the meantime, we'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday... Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. Beauty in the Beta. Have a good night. Thanks, guys.